Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another fine, wonderful episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey, Wednesday, July 14th. Coming to you guys with some of our favorite takes of the past week and a half or so. Here with the fellas hanging out. SP? I am indeed here, yes. Excellent. Pinky? Here as always. And Zach? It's your boy, Zach. Back from the Home Run Derby. How's everybody doing? Great. Pretty good. I'm conscious. Conscious? Okay. All yeah. Right. We'll take Eyelids all are of those. open for the moment. Yep. All of those things will satisfy the question. Just go ahead and have some Jameson cold brew. God. Yeah, I, th- I thought we threw this away. I thought you did too. Well, hmm. it's still there. Guess what? Did I miss that one? <laughs> you uh, no, you I didn't miss it. We drank it last week. I don't, I don't think you missed anything. Yeah, you You're definitely welcome didn't to miss have anything. a sip of it. No, no, it's, uh, no I'm good. It's, uh, I mean, if it's all you got, you know, you can be okay. But I mean, you can pretty much struggle through yeah, it wouldn't be my choice. almost any alcohol. No, nah, it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, it's not good. I don't know about struggling through. It's like, nope, I think I'll dump this out and go get a. Well, it's because you're an adult now. (laughs) When we we were younger, you. Oh, yeah, it was whatever was free. You're like, sure, that Everclear looks good. Mudslide and Mickey's grenades. Yeah. Whatever was. (laughs) Hey, hey, sis, what can you buy me for 20 bucks at the liquor store? She's like, a handle of mudslide and probably some Mickey grenades. (laughs) Perfect. At 17? Yeah, you're like, perfect. Exactly. Uh, sounds delicious. Thank you. Okay, moving along. Um, <clears throat> Seven fifty of McCormick's. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurts boom, my liver. Some just talking about it. Oh, I can't drink vodka because of that. Ooh. Skull. Oh. oh. I knew that. Skull's not, yeah, bad. Skull's not as bad as McCormick's. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not great, but it's a little. I mean, it's like a step up. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's actually a step down. Yeah, yeah I no. feel like it's yeah, a step down, too. Skull's, skulls a step up for me. Uh, I don't like McCormick's at all. Uh, and I, those are words nobody has ever said in their life. <laughs> all right? Ever. <laughs> I mean, this is coming from a guy, by his own admission, growing up in Widefield. He's going to think Smirnoff is top shelf, though, probably. So. That's true, yeah. Smirnoff does make some fine vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... Got all the delicious flavors to all choose right. from you. I'm from Pueblo, and that's sad to hear. I, so. I do like Grey Goose a lot. Grey Goose, but yeah, I mean that's bad. that's fine. I vodka. just get the I get New Amsterdam. It's like 15 bucks. The wife likes it. Does the trick? Aren't they more known for their gin? Um, I think, I think it's so. somebody else. I don't know. They're they there's a big bottle of vodka for 15 bucks, and mm. it's pretty good. So. New Amsterdam. They just add water to isopropyl. That's all Probably. they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been a big vodka guy. No, nah, I don't like vodka. They run it through a coffee strainer. You're like, that's good. Hey, this will yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's distilled. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. rather enjoy whiskeys and bourbons than vodka. But yeah, I, I've always, for whatever reason, I'm happy about it. I've preferred that, that trifecta. It's funny. My wife is like, as we're leaving to go to the home run derby, she's no drinking. (laughs) She's like, it's just you and Xander. I can't drive you home. No drinking. I go, I don't plan on drinking. First of all, it's like 95 degrees and we're sitting in the sun all day. I'm good. If anything, I'd have like a beer, 
But it was like, no, I'm just going to have water. Yeah, I, I am I, sweating my ass off. I personally wouldn't have liked your response if they say no drinking and you say, I don't plan on drinking. I'm like, no, you're supposed to reply with, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I don't plan on it. Like, there's He was leaving options open. Yeah, okay? There's a possibility it can occur. Well, it was I mean, not like, my plan, though. What like, if his wife and daughter ended up at the game, too, somehow? Right? No, that would never you know, Then, you know, he could have then maybe had a beer. I just feel like <laughs> if I'm taking the kids by myself, it's like precious cargo. Sure. So Yeah, that's probably a wise choice. There's no reason to drink. Anyway. Especially $12 beers. Right. That alone is incentive not to. But. Well, see, if you get the twelve fifty dollars beers, you can get 24 ounces in a can. That's yeah. true. At Coors Field. You got to know where to go. Huh. All right. <laughs> there are some little tricks and, and they've got those deals, deals, if you uh, will, in air quotes. High. Deals. Yeah. They've got uh, these little, uh, it's basically just a room full of fridges. Yeah. With all the stuff in them. Uh-huh. And they've got those big giant cans. Yeah. 12, 13 bucks. Coorsfield has And you too. just go and you can grab two. You put them on the little scale. It just makes sure that they're full, I guess. I don't know. It charges you and you pay and boom, nobody's even there in the room. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's just so it's all they, they put it in last year for no contact, right? So they just <laughs> had one person kind of watch the room, but they don't talk to you. They don't come up and do you just basically grab what you want, pay for it, and you're out. Hmm. Yeah, okay. they're nice. pretty Co- efficient. Coors Fields has the same thing. Yeah, keep that pretty going. efficient. The kicker is, is like they don't really want fans having cans. That makes sense. You don't want them throwing stuff. Yeah, that's that's why plastic cups were so big. There oh, for the that's, you know, time. that's the one thing that the person in the one person that's near the room, if you buy a bottle of water or like a soda, they make you take up the cap and they take the cap. Yeah. That's their job, basically. Yeah, they, they do that. But Coors Field is great because you no can cap. bring your own water in. Got it. No cap. Can't, can't throw a full water bottle. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. It's got to be a little partial, right? Yeah. Maybe See, some backwash. I don't remember how the Broncos were, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't let us bring food in. So you can bring food in in a bag. Clear plastic bag. You can bring in anything you want. At what? The, wait, Bronco? What? Really? Mm-hmm. I bring in Chipotle. I bring Subway. Okay. To Broncos games? Yeah. I was a For, liter- it's got to be in a clear plastic bag. For real? But yeah. whatever you want, you can bring in. See, oh, hot dang. I didn't know that. I mean, I probably haven't been to a Broncos game in like 10 years. You can't bring in... I think you can bring in... I think you can bring in water bottles, but I'm not exactly sure because it's the weird thing about the cap. But food, they'll let you bring any food in. But it's got to be in the plastic bag. Damn, I didn't know Will they let that. you bring like nice. water bottles like that in? That I'm not sure about. Yeah, see, because Coors... I don't fi- typically bring... I'll bring food, but I won't bring... I don't normally bring water bottles. Why not? You're going to pay like $6 for a bottle of water when you can bring I, it in for free? I think Pinky's you might be able... drinking water, dude. That's, you no. you got to drink some water. <laughs> Actually, I do drink some water because I do a lot of drinking in the parking lot and then to the stadium. Okay. Because okay. then I stop drinking when the beers are too expensive... I don't want to spend all that money, sure. and then I'm sober by halftime. Okay. All right. All right. Got to yeah. got to have your plan. Sure. And I'm typically the guy that has to drive. So. So speaking of plans and driving and all this and that, why don't you go ahead and uh, share with us now the experience that you got to have on uh, Monday night, Monday day. Okay. Well, first I'm going to go back. Just I don't know when the Rockies played the Cardinals. Okay. So. If any of you guys watch baseball or the Rockies, you know what I'm talking about. But they have this Charlie Blackman um, arcade machine where he's like telling futures. You know, he yes. prints out a ticket. Yes. I can't remember what they call those. 
like the Zoltar. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that. So they have Charlie Blackman in one of those, right? Mm-hmm. And you push it, and this little ticket comes out, and it'll either say like a future, like hey, maybe you should go get checked, or work, or sixty minutes of play, or something like that, you know. And so we took the whole family. There was eight of us, right? We all went up to it. All of us pushed it. And you could tell, like, the two people running it wanted us to win the prize. Like, you could just tell. Because they're like, oh, I hope you guys win it. This is the first family that's going to win something. And so it's like, they were like, we want you to have it. And so we all hit the tickets, you know, and no winners, no winners. And I hit it last and I, out of eight of us. Boom. This says, uh, you win a free all-star baseball. I'm like, perfect, sweet, you know? I don't have to buy one because I would have bought one anyways. No signatures at all. So I bought, or I got that one for free. I gave it to Xander. They gave us a couple of buffs and went to watch the game. So this Monday, I took that baseball with me, right? It's free baseball, brand new, going to try to get it signed. And I'll get into that in a second, but let me tell you how I got to the game first. So Monday... I'm I'm stressed about finding parking, about you know just me and Xander being there. What about the conversation you had to have with your wife before you went? Which conversation? The one about hey maybe you shouldn't go because there was gunmen. Oh yeah, in, in the hotel across the street. Really? Did you not hear about this? Aaron? Three blocks nope. away, they found like twelve. Was it twelve? So it was four four handgun people. Oh yeah, it was four people, but it was like. 12 assault rifles, yeah. like four handguns, a thousand rounds of in ammunition a hotel room. in a hotel room, three blocks from Coors Field. Yeah, that's a little sketch. <clears throat> Literally the day I was before I was supposed to go. So my wife's like, are you sure you should go? And I'm like, the first thing I said is, they caught them, we're good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, we're good. Right. You know, how many people are going to try to foil... The All-Star Game or the Home Run Derby. We're good. It's actually like it's a single cell. <laughs> yeah. They're working They're working independently. They don't, have, they don't, they don't have a plan B. And obviously they weren't very good because they got caught. Yeah, somehow yeah. they got caught. Thank yeah. God. So, I mean, also it, interesting. Anyways, yeah. I don't know if you guys continued or reading that story. Um, it was They were supposed to do a trade for drugs. So it was guns for drugs. Huh. That's what one of them ended up saying. Okay, now I know how they got caught. Something tells me the people with the drugs were probably the feds. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. tells me it had nothing to do with the All Star game. Well, yeah. It's actually the maid. Yeah, it was the maid was cleaning the room and found him. Oh, really? And called the cops. I was like, don't you put on the do not disturb sign right. on your door when you have guns and ammunition in your room? Hey, man, Maybe it's one of those movie scenarios where like the kid ran down the hallway was just ripping him off and no, kept you, on moving, you know? You know damn well this is what happened. They came to Colorado. They were smoking a bunch of weed, walked out of the room, forgot to put the little yeah. do not disturb sign on it. Next thing you know, they're That's at a exactly buffet for 14 hours. Yeah. They're just like, oh, what happened? Strip club, come back, and the DEA is just sitting there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey, what, guy, what room are you guys in? I don't know. Which one are you searching? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that got my heart pounding a little bit when I read the story. It's like, whoa, what could have... Before I all that other stuff came out about it. So yeah. it's like, whoa, you know, that could have been kind of scary because where we wanted to enter the stadium was on that side of the stadium. So like, if you saw the picture of the hotel room in the stadium, like that corridor, you could literally, you could pick me off with a rifle <laughs> easily. And I like how these guys are like, Hey, we should probably find a hotel. That's more than likely going to have a ton of police presence. 
You know what I mean? This is the first. My guess would be that these guys don't follow sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I booked this room six months ago. So this is the first time I've ever been to a sporting event where you see those rhinos from SWAT. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was FBI agents like in full gear, like body armor, had their assault rifles with them, like in the stadium, just walking around in pairs of two. So. Was, I mean, there may have been some increased presence after that. Yeah, yeah there was definitely think, increased presence after that. You, you think, think so? <laughs> Somebody's not getting their guns. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of high price. Those poor guys. People. All right, so you still are allowed to go. Obviously. Correct. Yep, I went. Okay, for sure. Okay, so still stressed out on Monday. Yeah, so it was stressful. Um, so me and my son are exactly alike. We have the same personality. So we argue and bicker a lot. And that was kind of on my mind the whole day. Um, parking was very, because I got an email from MLB saying uh, parking at Coors Field is limited. It doesn't open until 2. Uh, we prefer for you to use public transportation. So that kind of got me stressed out. And then I was looking. The MLB to... obviously doesn't know what Denver has offered for public transportation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, we need to leave the house by 11.30, 12 o'clock, right? Also, our game doesn't start till 6 or 7, but we need to leave here that early. Absolutely. So I, uh, I go to work in the morning. I rush home. I get home about 10.30. I take a quick shower, change into my MLB gear. I change Xander into his gear. Uh, we stopped at Jimmy John's, and I got him two Little John's. Because I know he'll, he'll eat that because he's the pickiest kid in the world. Truth. And I could take him into the game with me. So one on the car ride, one I put in the ice pack and took into the game with me. Nice. So we get up there straight through Denver. No traffic at all, which is rare. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's a good time of day. Yeah. You no, know, 12. But it is. It's right after. It, it, the, people aren't getting really on the interstate to go to lunch. They're hitting their areas right by their offices Correct. and stuff. Yeah. So you're right. It is. But it's still kind of rare not to hit some traffic somewhere. Well, you're thinking to see home run derby, the all star sure. stuff All-Star at the weekend. convention center. Yeah. So I'm thinking that Denver's gonna be packed. At least the downtown. Once at you least... get to like the Santa Fe area, Santa Fe I-25. Yeah. See, yeah. we usually get off at uh, what is it, Colorado? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. go that back way through downtown. Basically. Well, that takes us right to Blake Street if you just go down it, and then yeah. you can turn and go in the parking lot. Yeah. So that's the way I always go. There's so, a lot of ways to get over there, but yeah. yeah okay. So we cruise right. We get up to the stadium parking at about 12.15, 12.30. Well, it doesn't open till 2. So I'm already like in my mind thinking, okay, Xander's going to bitch for sitting in this car for an hour and a half. I already know it, right? And so we're like, get out. And I got to the parking lot, but I had to park in a space like a couple 50 feet in front of the actual gate. And I'm like, man, I wonder if I can just park here. So I called my wife. I was like, you think I could park right outside the gates where we usually park? She goes, I don't know. I would make sure no one has passes or anything in their windows to make sure that you could park here. So I get out of the car. I start walking around looking to see if you know anyone has a pass in their window. I see nothing. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to park here until at least the parking lot opens. Then I'll go inside. Um, so we waited around. Xander was actually really cool about it. He's like, I don't want to be in the heat right now. He's like, yeah, I'm cool. So I saw, I see uh, cars lining up to get into the parking lot at Coors Field. 
are starting to line up. It's about 1.30, and there's a cop there. So I get out of my car. I walk over to the police officer, and I go, hey, um, parking lot opens at 2, right? He goes, yeah. I was like, I'm parked, like, right there in that forerunner. Could I park there for the All-Star game? He goes, dude, you hit the jackpot because they're charging $70 to park. Oh, man. I mean, that's literally what he said to me. And I'm like, after that, you know, my stress level just, like, completely dropped. I was, okay, we're here early. We're going to get to the gates at about 1.45-ish because we're about a 15-minute walk. Um, the gates don't open until 3, so I think an hour and a half early, hour 15 early should be fine, right? So we walk all the way around the stadium because we want to go in on the third base side and the parking that we park at is always on the first base side. So we walk all the way around the stadium and there's like, it's hardly anyone there. Walk up to the gate. We're number six in line. Nice. To get in the park, right? And I'm like, all we got to do is like, we got to run down this corridor, Xander. We got to go about two sections, you know, to our left. As soon as we get in there, go straight down. When you see the big rain tarps, you want to go to the next open section so he does that he gets in there because i'm carrying a bunch of shit i have a clear bag and then i have a uh basically xander's rocky's lunch pal with me which is funny because the lady goes oh you got a nice lunch when you get in here because <laughs> we had jimmy john's we had chips licorice we had all <laughs> kinds of goodies gotta keep the kid happy <clears throat> right <clears throat> so we get it all the way down there front row right He's by this kid He's a, he's a kid. No, I actually didn't eat any of the crap. So we get down there, got right to the slit because there's like literally a little opening where you stick your hands through now because of that little child almost dying with the foul ball. So they put up all the nets. Well, it wasn't the first incident. Well, it wasn't. That was the one that finally that broke finally Campbell's pushed back, it over. Will, so yeah. it's hard to get shit signed out the fields. And so we're sitting there and Xander the whole time was like, hey, how come the National League is on the field, but there's no American League players? I go, I don't think it's a turn. I think they each get an hour of on the field before they come out. He's like, oh, okay. So we're sitting there. We're right in the sun, and he keeps looking over. It's about 20 minutes later. He goes, there's, like, no players out here. Let's go to the other side. I go, no, you want Guerrero's autograph? This is where we have to be. I was like, that is the National League side. It's true. So I was like, we have to stay right here. He goes, okay. So he was cool with that. And then, like, literally after I said that, who comes walking down the third baseline? Pray tell. The sheriff, Peyton Manning, right? Oh. Peyton F. and Manning. Peyton F. and Manning. And he, I mean, he has an entourage with him. You could, he has people with him, probably telling him what to do, what he needs to do for the game. There's cops around him. So you, you, you knew he's important here in Denver. Yeah, he's the sheriff. <laughs> he's the sheriff. <laughs> so he walks down, and we all start yelling, Paint Manning, Paint Manning, you know, and he kind of looks at us, but then he goes and does an interview with MLB Network, which was literally probably about 40 feet down from me, like right there. So all the players were walking right there, interviewing and stuff. And so he does this interview, and we're sitting there, and he walks back, like the same way he came, which was right down the third baseline, like literally right in front of us. And, you know, he's waving, and all of a sudden my son goes, Hey, Peyton, Omaha, Omaha, right? <laughs> he looks over at my son, like kind of like nods his finger, like, yeah, okay, walks over and signs our baseball. <laughs> he literally, literally was calling an audible, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How brilliant was that move by, his, by Xander? That Absolutely. Was, it was just brilliant, amazing. Right? I'm he just like, been, Omaha, hurry, hurry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should have. 
But just for him to say that and then paint to react to it right. and come over. Oh, brilliant. So man. he comes over. He, he literally signs. There was four like little kids, you know, with Xander, like around his area. He signed those four baseballs and then took off. And that was it. So that was awesome. I mean, that right there, just to see Xander's face as soon as he got the baseball back and turn and look at me, it was like, you know, that oh face. <laughs> Yeah, you'll. I mean, he'll never forget. That. Oh, he'll never no, forget no, that. No, no, never that, forget that's that. a lifetime memory for sure. But it's he'll like, be telling his grandkids about it. Yeah, the one person I was never expecting to get signed at the home run derby, right, was Peyton freaking Manny. Right, yeah, that made my day. As soon PFM. as he signed it, as soon as he signed it, I was like, "We're done. I don't need to stay down here anymore. I'm good. Like, yeah. I don't need to go anywhere." But Xander wanted Guerrero, so we stayed. Gotcha. So. We're still sitting there, and uh, who comes out in the cart? Pedro Martinez. The man. So One of the greatest it, pitchers of all time. Yeah, I was going to say that because you're kind of looking at me like, who the hell's Pedro Martinez? Oh, yeah. yeah. I just remember voting for Pedro. <laughs> not that Pedro. No. <laughs> yeah, not, um, no. So, you know, he's, he's all dressed up because he works on MLB Network, and like I said, MLB was – doing all their interviews yeah. and on their show. Yeah, he right looked sharp. There, right there. So he was completely different than Peyton. I mean, Peyton had so many people around him when he was on the field. Pedro Martinez literally had his driver and him. He jumps out of the golf cart, like, right in front of us, and he's just kind of sitting there, and everyone finally starts yelling, like, Pedro, Pedro, right? And he walks over and starts signing balls. And, you know, it wasn't like Peyton. They wouldn't let Peyton really get close to the slit. So he had to sign it through the netting, which I yeah. mean that's why when you guys see the picture of the signature, it kind of looks like he had a seizure. Yeah, he had a seizure <laughs> when he was signing. But I do have picture evidence that he was signing. Photographic, photographic. Right. Yeah, got that meta tag, yo. Yeah, but Pedro was cool as hell, and uh, Pedro's signature looks so good. Yeah, well, he's like it's your boy certified. It's your boy certified. <laughs> We don't need no CAA. Like, Xander could actually stick his hand through the little slit and had it out there. But before, like, the cop wouldn't let Xander do that or any of the kids do that when Peyton was around. Because yeah. Peyton had, like, police and he had reporters around him. And you can hear him hanging, hey, Peyton, we got to go. We got to go. So, Pedro, Pedro Martinez. Pedro was really good, but he's not on Peyton's level. Yeah. Not yeah. many I people mean, for, are on Peyton Manning's level. For right. a baseball fan, though, Pedro's pretty up there. Oh, dude. Peyton, I just, but, Peyton's, like, a global phenomenon. Because of all his commercials yeah, and Saturday Night like, yeah. Lives. True, true, and, true. Yes. You know, Pedro, oh, yeah. Pedro's not on that. Trust well, me, I'm, I I missed Peyton's signature twice during scrimmages at Mile High where it's like he signed everybody's ball except for the one I was – the one my son is holding out in front of him. Yeah. He signed the one next to us and the one after us. But oh, I've ours. had that happen too. And uh, <laughs> twice That's that happened. <laughs> so – so I'm just gonna suck it up and pay the 450 to get you know the ball signed next time. <laughs> All right, well you do that. Yeah, you do that. I got it for free on uh, Rocky's All Star Baseball. So you got you got PFM, you got Pedro Martinez. That's a solid haul. That made the trip worth it, right? No there. Vlad, no Vlad. Uh so no Guerrero, no Guerrero, no. Hmm. He didn't even come over, like. Yeah, but from what you were saying earlier, none of the players really did, right? Like, No, not we really. We were talking before we came on. Yeah. So none of the players – I mean, Aaron Judge signed some balls, but it, you could see he was doing it on the complete opposite side from us. Um, Nathan Avaldi from Boston, a pitcher, which it's like I told Xander 
I was like, I have one baseball left with no signature on it, and we're not getting his autograph. Okay. <laughs> He's having a good year for himself. Right. Yeah. It's not what I'm going to put him on the ball. Yeah. So I was like, there's like three players right now that is allowed to sign this baseball. I take Aaron Judges. I would take Otani, which I knew I wasn't going to get, and I would right. take Guerrero. Maybe four. And Tatis walked over. I tried to get Tatis. Or yeah. Alonzo. Story. But you wouldn't have known that before. So now it's like next year you want his signature. Trevor if he Story. goes, if he goes I to three P. Yeah, he's he's like I don't need Nolan. I don't need Trevor. I got him. I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, I got I got two Trevors. Got like Pokemon I, cards over there. Yeah, I got three. <laughs> I got three Nolan Arenado jersey or a ball a hat and a jersey signed by Nolan. You guys remember Pong? Mm-hmm. Zach's the dude that came with the giant like eight pound slammer. Oh yeah, yeah. And like he's like, all right, let's play one more time, like double or nothing. And he like pulls that out, and you lose everything to him that day. Yeah, you go home and realize you don't like it anymore because of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's like. And you're talking about pogs. Pogs. Yeah, was yeah. it pogs? Yeah, not, not pongs. pongs. Yeah. yeah, pong. Pong was it? No, pong. I, I pongs. I thought it was pongs. Pong. No, pong is the no Atari. Yeah. yeah. Pogs. 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 With pogs. The w's. My bad. Yeah. Pog okay. champ. You know. Yeah. Which yeah. is funny is because I still have my Pogs and some Slammers. I might actually <laughs> bury it somewhere in some box. Who knows? I don't have anything from my childhood. <laughs> that's kind of sad, actually. We've yeah. talked about that, though. It is very it's, sad. It's yeah. sad, but that's made you the man you are today. Yeah. That's also sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say I anything. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Look, just know there's gentleman. still people around you that love you. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> Easy enough. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. So I'll share some of my stuff if I find it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, so there wasn't any like major players that were signing stuff. Well, that might have been a kind of a directive. I know, I mean, it's a little bit different, but Broncos training camp starts at the end of the month. Fans are allowed. They the the players have been told no autographs. Wow, that sucks. What well, you would think this is different than training camp though, because this is like made for the fans. I mean, that's why you have fans at training camp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To meet, you know, little kids. Well, I mean, you still got yeah. two really good ones, so I wouldn't be too bummed. Uh, no, I mean, you know, like, I feel like you scored. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so, like, so what happened after the signatures? So and- I got Peyton Manning's first, right? That was the only ball I brought. That was the free ball that I won probably a weekend before, I think. And I look at Xander, I was like, dude, there's no way we're getting any more signatures on this baseball. This one's staying by itself. Wait, so you didn't go buy a ball or anything before you went over there? I won, I won one the week no, before. No, 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 no. If, so if you didn't have that ball, though, would you have went and bought one before For, you went out there? Yes, I would have bought a ball before I went okay, down there. Okay, well, I just want to make sure. Yeah. He would have had a ball. So did you have to go yeah, back yeah. up and buy another ball? So to get paid, yeah. So I got Peyton's first, right? Yeah. And I'm literally like, Xander, no one else is signing this baseball. And he looked at me like, like, like uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. no, you don't taint this buddy. I'm like I'm like I'm <laughs> like, like dude, no this is a baseball music for everything. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, dude, there's no way we're gonna get anyone else's autograph on this baseball with Peyton's on there. Right. So I uh I told Xander, I was like, Hey, you stay here. I'm gonna run right behind and grab two more baseballs or three more baseballs. So I ran up there. This, this fucking baseball right there cost me forty five dollars each. Each. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But then I got Pedro's on the other one. And I was like, whoop, just made 300 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was worth running up there to grab a couple extra baseballs. Yeah. 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 So what did you guys do after you decided that you weren't getting any more autographs? Like, so you walked in too. So what, how long did that take? Like an hour, two hours? How long were you standing down there by the field? Uh, so we were standing there for about two hours. Okay. 
next to our field. Okay, so it's about four o'clock now. Where you where you roll into? Because it doesn't it doesn't kick off till six, right? Well, you run in the allowed in the gate till three, so that was put us at five o'clock. Oh, okay, my bad. You so, could park it too. You can get into the gate till three. Yep. Okay, so we're at five o'clock. So an hour before. Before festivities start going. Yeah. So what they were doing, it was like a all-star players workout before the home run derby. Okay. So all the players that were in the all-star game were out there working out and playing catch and talking to each other. Yeah. But American or national league went first for an hour and then American league came out for an hour. So we waited basically till American league was completely done because we sat there and tried and tried to get great. Right. And I, I felt like we had him walking towards us because he was literally in um, left field like right on the line, which is probably like 30 feet from where we were. And he was playing catch. And as he was getting done, you could tell he was done because he was starting to walk in. It's like, hey, Guerrero, Guerrero. It's like, look at look at this guy. He's a Blue Jays fan. He's the only Blue Jays fan sitting over here. <laughs> you know? Is there anyone wearing light blue? Yeah. And he kind of looked at us and it's like, looked like he was coming towards us. And then who walked up? David Ortiz. And started talking to Guerrero. And then he went and did an interview with David Ortiz. So it was like, oh, I think David Ortiz's have... fault. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Big David. Big you know, poppy. Big Poppy. So, give so me we a break. He yeah. was shot so multiple we, times and survived. Then we walked around, and we started heading towards our seat. We got some food. Um, by the time we got down to our seats, it was about ten minutes till the home run derby started. Okay. Yeah. So you, you take, watch like the introductions that they did on like that stage and everything. Well, see, and, I couldn't see behind the DJ because they had all that crap behind the DJ. Yeah. So I couldn't see the players when they right, but them. you you could see like what was like the scoreboard. You could turn around and see what. was Yeah, happening. I turned around and videoed. The so you scoreboard. were in your seats by the time that all started. Yeah, yeah, okay. we were in our seats by opening ceremony. All right. So we're sitting in our seats, and um, first. Player comes up and everyone's like excited. Everyone's, you know, getting, getting ready for it. And boom, that first home run's hit. Right, and it's like, oh shit, we're sitting too close. <laughs> that was uh, Mancini, right? Mancini, yeah. Zach got seats too close to too the fence. Too close. You don't say that very often. Yeah, row four, section one fifty five. We were right on the edge. So too close. We were too. too I mean, he hit, he hit like two or three home runs, and it's like, yeah, we should have been about 15, 20 rows back. <laughs> yeah, that was my. Uh, that's how I felt when I had um, courtside seats to basketball games. Yeah, everyone stood up, and I literally couldn't see anything. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. So I was like, this is. Stupid. You're sitting I'm in like, like that rows, like three, four, five, like because yeah. those ones aren't up on platform. Right. They're all court level yeah not to mention all the camera crews and everybody that literally yeah. just walks in front of you i'm like serious yeah. like this is the most expensive tickets i can't see a thing I'm literally it's a watching fun experience the big to like get a perspective of how big the players actually are and how quick yeah. they move but right. yeah i do prefer sitting 15 i mean i sat rows court back. side at a globetrotters game that was fun well but there was none of that in front of me yeah a little bit come and interact experience. with you yeah yeah all those players sitting down were taller than me so <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah well i mean it wasn't like so much as like oh we couldn't see what was going on i mean we could see as soon as they introduced everyone they moved all that crap just off your field. plan of catching a baseball yeah it right. just didn't what? happen yeah. no yeah i mean a couple were real close and uh literally the guy two rows behind me like dead even with me he caught one nice and that was that was probably the closest one hit to me. I think there was maybe six totals that were like within four or five people of me, like either front or back. 
because at Coors Field they got like the rows and then there's like a platform mm-hmm. and then there's like a folding chairs right up against the fence and that counts as row one. Nice. So who ended up winning it again? Pete, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Alonzo. That's right. Yeah. Back he to back. was honest to God. And I, I can remember a lot of really fun home run derbies. Watching him though is one of my favorite memories. Because if that was an old school home run derby where you're just given like 10 outs and every oh, hit that wasn't a home everyone. run was an out, basically. Okay. So if you didn't hit a home run, you're getting outs. Now you get three minutes. You get three minutes. So people are just God, swinging, just swinging, it. swinging. Wow. If he had 10 outs, that dude would have just gone on all night. Yeah. When he you was watch up there him? bouncing with the music and just like grooving. And he had a couple interviews in between rounds where he was like, I'm just enjoying this. This is what it's all about. It's out here to have fun. Bring people into this. Let them experience it with you. Like, you could tell he wanted to be there. And that—that uh, that is the ultimate. Did you see the video that somebody did where they like turned his eyes blue and his bat blue? Yeah. Well, and his, his nickname's like, the Polar Bear. And then it like got some snow coming bear. down. Yeah. yeah. His nickname's the Polar Bear. He's yeah. a massive dude. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. But yeah, oh, he is crushing, crushing him. So next year it'll be fun to watch and see what he can do if he can threepeat. Little different, Los Angeles. It will be, but hey, I mean he. The way he was hitting McCoor's Field, he'd be hitting those out of any park. Yeah. You know, traveling to Los Angeles, the All-Star game, I wouldn't be wearing any other color than Dodger blue. Otherwise, you might get shot. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> well, if things keep up that way, you're going to need a coyote to smuggle you into that game. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, guys, you guys can exchange information after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking good over there. So, so yeah. That's how he um, gets his coffee. <laughs> I would definitely say the funnest... <laughs> The most fun we had watching the home run derby from the stands was uh, Otani and Soto's Dude, that ex- was crazy. extra rounds or whatever you want to call it. Because Otani. Overtime and then and sudden, then sudden death. death. Yeah, basically. Because so, they had 22 each in the first round? Yeah, yeah. 22. Was it? Or was it well, 17? 22. It was 22. Okay. And then With I've, the extra time, it was 22. But that's what I'm saying. So it was 17, and then they each got the extra time. And then they each went to 22. Well, like I, it was like identical no, what they no, did. No, Soto would have won if they didn't go with the extra time. I thought he had 17 too. And no, then he had Soto, five in the extra time. Soto, I think, yeah, he hit 17, but I think Otani only had 16. It Either was, way, it was like almost identical. So Regular time and then extra time. So and then every, they had to do the three pitch. Yeah. Everyone that came up to bat, I could see. Like when they hit the ball, I could see it. Because it was usually in the air. Like immediately, Otani, like the first 10 pitches, I had no idea where they were because he was hitting foul ball grounders. So it was like, I'm like looking in the sky. You can see everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Like, why don't I see the pitch? But it was actually grounders. Yeah, the way he started, you thought he was, he might've gotten skunked and then he came out flaming. Well, we couldn't, I couldn't see where the ball was going at all. I had no idea where he was hitting them until I looked up on, you know, right behind me and looked at the uh, scoreboard and it's like, dude, he's fouling these off. (laughs) That was that so, was one of the best parts of it for and sure. And then he came out on fire, and the cl- the crowd just like erupted. Oh, you know, I'm when he, sure when, that when was he started fun. hitting six, yeah. seven in a row, yeah. and then when he tied it at the end, it was just like, ah, you know, dude, that three and, pitch from Soto though. Yeah, that oh, three pitch was oh, one man, three. That was crazy. Yeah, but see, we all we th- we all thought Otani won it because he hit that twenty second or the twenty yeah twenty second with about three seconds left and he threw another pitch and he hit it 
and it looked like it was gone. Yeah, it did, and it came up just so, short. So the whole crowd was like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because there was a lot of Otani fans there. There was a lot. That's cool. And so, yeah, that, that was the funnest part. And then the polar bear came up, and it was just like, he hit two, and I go, holy crap, we should be on the mezzanine. <laughs> you know, it was like way over our heads. Like, did he just hit the scoreboard? Tre- Trevor Story. Yeah, Trevor did- was fun. Did hold the record for the longest home run for five, like fifteen minutes. Yeah, five eighteen until Soto hit one five twenty. Is that what your bet was? I the bet to go was somebody had to hit five twenty. Oh, nobody hit five twenty. Soto, one did. guy did. Oh, okay. Soto did. Yeah. So it was the long. So the longest home run previously was like five thirteen in the home run derby. Hmm. That's been calculated, which only started. 10 years ago or something like that. Stack cast. Yeah. Yeah. So DraftKings had DraftKings right, so. had the bet over 15, 519.5 or under. So if it, one went 520 or better, you win. <laughs> so I was like, sure. And they boosted the odds on it too. So I was like, yeah, took that. That was nice. Nice. What's unfortunate is the way it's set up now, it's not set up for guys to really crank out bombs. Because they're not sitting back waiting for the right pitch and having all the energy. It's set up now where you got three minutes, you hit as many as you can. So they're just swinging constantly, basically. Right. Which kind of sucks because, I mean, and so I feel like, yeah. You don't even know it's a home run because they're already hitting the next ball. Like, yeah. Well, see, in in my defense, I bought these tickets before I knew they were turning the humidor off for the all star ball, you know, balls to play with. And then I was also thinking, like, when I first bought them, it's like, okay, these guys are going to get tired. I'm sitting, like, you know, 30 feet behind the fence. So if they hit something that's, like, 415-ish, yeah. I'm going to catch balls. And then it was just like, yep, yeah, that, that, oh, yeah. I have, like, the 150 home runs that were hit. There was, like, seven that went less than, like, 420. Um, so well, something stupid. Like, I think there was more than that because Pete Alonso hit 72 himself. I'm just saying, like... So, I want to say there was, like, 350 home runs hit. However Jeez. many there were. It was a really low number that went under, like, a certain... Like, it 400? was stupid. I would like, say, stupid. I would say maybe 10 went under 400. Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. And Alonso was cranky. I'm surprised he didn't have the longest one. I thought he did. Just the way he was hitting them over our head. And I'm like, dude, that's going to hit the scoreboard. Oh, he was <laughs> crushing, crushing. Just hmm. crushing. That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, so, I mean, we just finished watching the game, and the one we saw, Pete Alonzo had 15. Xander looked at me. He's like, we should beat the crowd to get home. I go, great idea. <laughs> you are my son. <laughs> so, as we're walking, we get about, like, center field-ish. Boom, 16. Watched him hit that one, and then it's like, okay, let's get the hell out of here because it's already 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. Nice. That's cool. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun, man. That's a hell of an experience. Oh, dude, it was great. Like, uh, I'll remember this for at least 10 years. At least. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's when things get reset, you know yeah. what I mean? Once that long term really has to be the defining factor. Right. <laughs> then we're questionable. <laughs> All right, so home run derby. The All-Star game wasn't bad. I mean, it was cool to see Otani come out and be the starting pitcher for the AL and the leadoff hitter for the AL. Yeah, that was cool. We enjoyed watching it. I mean, the game wasn't I wish great, I was like, I but was it wasn't there. Bad. I won money on it, so it was good. So, you know, there, I, 
baseball still has the best all-star event game weekend whatever you want to call it because it, it's still competitive like nba yeah. is not football hasn't been for years um hockey's okay uh, i'm still not sure how i feel about the three-on-three mini tournament that they do i mean it's fast paced and it's fun to watch but it's not really like the game you know what i mean like Baseball is like the only one to me that looks just like a general event. You know what I mean? Like an actually it's like also just. One of the, I mean, when you talk the the big thing about the All Star games, you don't want to get anybody hurt. Yeah. If somebody could get hurt in a in a baseball game, but the the odds are pretty slim. Well, and see, that's why they have so many pitchers on the All Star. Yeah, because each dude goes out and does like an inning. Yeah, each dude does exactly. Goes out and does an inning. Football, I will give them. It is kind of hard because you don't want to just go I, full out against each other. I love yeah. I, I basketball. Still love. Is no excuses. Like I'm just bummed about basketball. The best dunkers aren't in the dunk contest anymore, so that's gone by the wayside. The three point contest is hit or miss from year to year if the best guys are going to be in it, and then the games turn into a joke. Well, I mean, so I, I still enjoy the baseball All Star weekend. See, not all the like big names play in the home run derby because no, but you still get some big names and. Because of what it is, you can get some guy who goes out and cranks out like a Josh Hamilton one year and does 32 or whatever it was, and, and people are going to be all behind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it Because you're cranking bombs. That's all anybody cares about. They don't really care who's doing it, per se. I mean, I think if Guerrero did the home run derby, I think he'd have put one out of the stadium. Possibly. I, Mike Trout? Uh, maybe a couple years ago. Dude, I mean, he's hit some 500 straightaway center field. Like, it, that's hard to do. I'm, I'm saying, I'm I think just, he could. I just, I think he could. Guerrero, what is he? 28? Who? Trout. Um, yeah, he probably, yeah, yeah, he's in his prime. Uh, he's still a little older. <laughs> it's depressing. 28 is older. Well, yeah. I mean, you could play until 40 in baseball, but a position player, Tatis, would have been nice. Tatis would have been nice. I I just don't think like the little guys. Trout is 29. 29. Okay. We were close. You know, um, Trevor Story, I think. How to play that price is right and stay under. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Trevor Story being in it for the hometown was great. He is. He's having an off season, but he is a, you know, power hitter. He does hit 30 home runs a year. I mean, he's been a 2020 guy. The last two years, except for the COVID year. Hmm. So, yeah. So I think they. But it is by far the best All Star. I event. think so. I think I'd rather have football just change to like skills challenges. Me too. Well, that. they should go back to having the skills challenge on Saturday, and then, honest to God, this is what I think they should do for Sunday: flag football. And it gives the defensive guys a chance to show off that they're not just guys who can't catch or run. Because you can play both ways, and you pick a handful of teams, and you have this little mini tournament, and I think that would be fun to watch. Because you're still getting to see how talented they are. You're just not seeing the big hits. But you get to watch them play football. I'd rather watch them play dodgeball again than watch that that game. I, I don't mind the Pro no, Bowl, no, but I mean, you, you can the tell they're regular only, game. Yeah, 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 it's terrible. The Pro Bowl, they're go, they're only going you know seventy five percent maybe. If that, dude, well, I would and, say and forty. Not, they don't sack. But Especially again, since that Sean Taylor like, hit on the punter. I mean, football has those, you know, ACL <laughs> injuries. Yeah. You know, just you just don't want that in an yeah, all-star. No, well, I mean, 
Would Ronald, you watch the flag football event? Ronald Acuna just tore his ACL. I probably would. Yeah. Like a seven-on-seven seven kind of basically. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to watch. Having receivers playing cornerback because basically you're just mixing your team with all the yeah. – you take all the pro bowlers and then split them into you know four or six teams or however you want to do it. I do like the challenges though for sure. Yeah, I, I would do the challenges Saturday. I, I would go back to, to the quarterback challenge, yeah. some of the wide receiver uh, catching challenges and stuff like that. The gauntlet challenges, some of the defensive guys. They threw ran. those. Uh, I love that. See, I would threw like those that. old videos up on NFL Network. I think a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And when you see like old Dan Marino and <laughs> Elway, Elway and, yeah. and Montana, and they're just like throwing at these like uh, moving. Yeah, the moving eyes, targets. Yeah, moving yeah. Targets yeah. On golf carts. Yeah, on, yeah. It's they used to like, do the longest man. throw. Yeah, like I loved watching that stuff. Yeah, man. dude, I I love it too. See, I think baseball could it. add that like. Throwing, that's a big part of the game. I don't think they need to mess with their that the All Star weekend for them has been what it is for so long. The only thing they had a slight issue with was the game itself because all of a sudden they tied after extra innings and just stopped the game and just walked away and that caused a big big fuss with everybody. Wow. So then they made the All Star game count because the winner gets home field gets advantage. home field advantage for the World Series, which is the dumbest thing they could have done. Like that I that's mean, just that stupid, stupid as hell. <laughs> So, you know, they've taken all that away. It's just a game now. Like, But they still play competitive. I yeah, mean, exactly. Out. That's that's why it's the best. They're out there trying to win. You get, Like that pitcher for the Cleveland Indians that finished the game, the All-Star game last oh, yeah. night, you could tell he was ramped up. Oh, yeah. I would be too. He, had, he was mic'd, but he didn't know that they turned him on and they were trying to talk to him like Joe Buck was. And you can hear, Jesus Christ, where was that pitch? And then, like, he walked like a guy, and you can just, he's walking back, and he goes, fuck. Xander's <laughs> <laughs> like, did he just say what I think he said? I go, oh, yeah, he did. Paul <laughs> Stadium heard it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Game. So, any other highlights before we move along? Uh, not for the All Star game. I mean, it was once in a lifetime. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. It was great. Happy I had for you guys. So much fun. Xander had so much fun. I mean, the only thing we were doing the whole trip home is we were kind of doing like a little shuffle saying we got Peyton Manny. <laughs> nice. You know, we were stoked about that. You nice. should have offered to buy those other three balls on the spot, hundred bucks a piece. Then, bucks then, a piece. then you would have owned all the currency. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I've looked, there is Peyton Manning's autograph on baseballs on eBay. Oh really? Or some websites, but it's like limited one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a rare find. Yeah, so, so I mean, yeah. just just to be on the All Star Game baseball, I think is unique. I personally think the way but Xander, I, mean, it's, it's perfect. I think I think the way Xander got the story is even better than the signature. He, right. Yes, he he personally, played, I think that's even better. I think yeah. he, he you said he caught he caught foul balls or he caught balls in the outfield. Yeah, he was in the outfield like catching the uh, batting practice. He threw out the first pitch. Yeah, for really? the All Star Game. Yeah, was it pretty good? It was. A, it wasn't bad. I don't know if he played baseball or not in high school, no. college, or anything like that. No, nah, Payne's a football. Despite guy. what people think, yeah. it's a completely different motion. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, there's a video of him and Otani, like in the locker room, and he's giving Otani like um, tips on how to throw. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. And Otani has no idea what's happening. Correct. Uh, Otani doesn't uh, speak very good English yet. Oh, uh, I see. I find that hard to believe, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure he can understand. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he can. 
speak it. Verbalize he, it. Yeah. Is it Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. And he can speak it. Uh, I was going to say most Japanese learn English, so. You would think these. They don't like English. speaking it if they can't speak it fluently. And he speaks it broken for sure. Yeah. But well, I guarantee you he can speak and understand. He's been in the U.S. for three years now. Three. Yeah. yeah. Eight months out of the year. Hang around a bunch of dudes, watch a bunch of American TV. You tell me he can't understand English. Shit, right he now? probably learned Spanish before he learns English. So is this is this uh, this is Xander's ball, right? Correct. Both of those are Xander's. Good for him. Yeah. Even the Pedro one. He's, this one's not for dad. Uh, Pedro means more to dad than to, to Xander. For sure. He's like, who's this chubby little guy? Yeah, he's put on weight for sure. <laughs> like in a suit. Like I was like Xander. Like. Get his autograph. Get his autograph. Like, I'm like yelling at him. Get his autograph. You know, trying to get his autograph. And he goes, who is this guy? Dude, I remember seeing him at Coors Field when he was with the Expos and he had a red and blue glove. Oh, dude, him. Yeah. Came out with flames. And his brother, Ramon Martinez. And I was like, yo. He was on the um, Red Sox World Series team, wasn't he? Oh, yep. yeah. He's yep. the one that threw, uh, who was it? The uh, Yankees bench coach. Came out to start something with yeah, Pedro. Yeah, Zimmerman. Something. Zimmer. Yeah, something like that. And Pedro threw him on the ground. Don Zimmer? Old fat white dude. Yeah. Don Zimmer. Yep. That's the guy. Um, yeah, Pedro he threw him, him on the ground? Yeah. In a playoff game? No Fs given with that dude. Yeah. So, you know, Xander really didn't know who he was. And I'm like, dude, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's probably top 20 pitcher of all time. He's definitely in the conversation. Ooh, yeah, I'd say. I mean, you might even be able to go a little higher with Pedro. So he was good, and uh, I've always loved Pedro because he played for the Dodgers when I was a kid. What do you and, do? Expos, Dodgers, then Boston, or was there somewhere else uh, there? There, I think there was someone before Boston. I can't remember. I'm on it. I want to say. Thanks, Google, for listening to our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Dodgers, Expos, Dodgers, Red Sox. Expos, Red Sox. Mets. Mets. That's, that's who I was thinking was the Mets. Finished with Philly. So, Dodgers, then Expos. I had those reversed. Huh. Yeah, so. 2009, as- he was 5-1 and one <laughs> as a starting pitcher for Philly. Nice. So, growing up as a kid, being a Dodgers fan, I like. Yeah, I watched Pedro, and like I always remember my dad saying, the dumbest thing the Dodgers have ever done is got rid of Pedro Martinez because they said he was too small. Yeah, that's uh, so I think I thought it was exposed to Dodgers because you don't usually make a downward move <laughs> as you become better. Uh, yeah, he didn't really. But I will was, say that Expos team he played with, with Moisa Salou and he um, was really young. Guerrero, with the Guerrero, Vlad. Vlad Senior. Yep. Dude, that team was pretty good, man. I believe they would have won the World Series that year if there wasn't a strike. I believe Randy Johnson was on that team too, if I remember right. Randy Johnson was never with the Expos. You want to bet? Ooh, what are we betting? What are you, hold on, I got it. I Randy got, Johnson got was not with the Expos. I'm pretty sure. No, sir. Play. What are we betting? Who's bringing the next bottle? That's what's betting. Oh, there we go. There we go. Come on, Google. He was on the Expos. I'm pretty sure of it. Randy Johnson. When did he do that? After Seattle? Before Seattle. Well, then he wouldn't have been on that team. I love Randy Johnson. Yeah, he would have. I'm freaking. He was in Seattle in 94-95. He wasn't with the Expos. He was with the Expos. Boom. Not in. Not on that Wait team. Here. Not 
Uh, what year did see. Martinez go to the Expos? Pinky? Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you grab that it one. It was 93. Okay. Or 94. Did he start his career on the Expos? 88, 88. 89. To win. Oh, to 89. He was yeah. literally only there oh, for the one, one year. year. Yeah. And then he's out to Seattle, buddy. Yeah, yeah but you didn't even Seattle. know he was on the Expos. Right, I and said he, but I said he wasn't on that team. I didn't say he was never on the Expos. No, you said he was, said he was never on that on the team. Expos. He said he wasn't on the Expos. No, totally, that team. No, no. You, you totally started. Said. You started with he wasn't on the Expos. Yeah, and then you, you saw followed that. with he wasn't on that team with Pedro. I was a couple yeah. years off, but I did not know Randy Johnson played for the Expos. I said he started uh, with the Expos. Well, we were obviously talking about two different things. No, um, no, you just, you just <laughs> that ninety-four, ninety-five team Where, would have won the World Series. I swear, if there wasn't a strike, Moisalu, Vlad, Senior, yeah, they would have. They were on pace to do it. Martinez, sure. like, dude, that team was so good. Yeah, they, they were, they were on was pace Walker, to have the all-time. Uh, was Larry Walker on that team? Ooh. The ninety-four, ninety-five. Yeah. Ooh. Making me work tonight. I am making you work. Was he? He might have. That might have been right before he went to the Rockies. Well, the Rockies picked him up in a draft, and like a, a brand new franchise draft or whatever it is. You got you got to take it. No. no, they no. they signed him. Buddy. Did they sign him? Yeah, I thought they picked him up in that. No, because no, he didn't he play. Was not he was on Bichette. Yeah, Galarraga, Castilla. He didn't play with those guys. He was right after them. He played with. He played with those guys. No, they but he was like, like the, the next generation. Of those guys. I, and I think, right, he was like the next generation. Then Hilt, Helton was the next generation. Expos, after that. I think 89 to 94. So right before he went to the Rockies. He went to the Rockies in 95. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he I bet you Andre Scalarago was on that Expos team too. Larry, Larry Walker hitting 46 home runs. Oh, dude. For 49 home runs in 97. Yeah, I remember. He's a great season. player. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that was a that Expos team. That was that was a good team. So, uh, finish out with baseball real quick. I don't think Trevor Story is going to be on the Rockies by the end of July. No. What are they saying? Three teams: the Yankees, the White Sox, and Oakland. I believe is the third one. Oakland. Oakland doesn't want to pay anybody. They're two games out right now, or three games out. They always do this. What's going to suck is it doesn't matter. The Rockies are going to take like the worst deal they can get and (laughs) make sure they have to pay whatever else they have left down in the safe. (laughs) Yeah, to take him. And then the other big news is uh, Ronald Acuna tearing his ACL. Yeah. What are the the Braves going to do right now? That's a bummer. That was tough, dude. So the Braves might be a team that's probably looking to make some moves. They need. At least one more pitcher. I mean, do they or do they just wait till next year and hope and they can finally get Freddie one? And then I hear that the Yankees and the Padres are interested in Gallo. Interesting. Um, Gallo's Rangers, right? Yeah. He's, he played in the home run derby. Look at that. He's a uh, nice. Did not hit for average. No, he's batting like 230, but he has like 20 bombs. 22 bombs. Good that. DH. He would be a good DH for somebody, probably. Well, he plays, I think, right field. Yeah, he plays the field decently. So they'd probably move Judge to left, I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. Because Stanton's their DH yeah. if he went to the Yankees. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Okay. All right. Anything else? Um, uh, Texas pitcher Gibson, he's probably going to be on the move. Because I'm pretty sure he's like 9-1. and one and has Trade like a- deadline's next week, right? 
or soon? It's v- Saturday. Is, is it, it Saturday? Saturday? The seventeenth? No, I think it's the twenty. Damn it! My Google is getting a lot of work here. I'm gonna need the Wi-Fi password next time I come over. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's like the twenty second. That's coming up for sure. Yeah, it's coming up. I'm not exact too sure on the date. But he'll probably be July thirtieth. Thirtieth, end of the month. Okay. Um, who else might be on the move? That's all I really can think of at the moment. So second half of the season will be starting up. Yep. Be pretty Friday. interesting. Pretty fun. Actually, I think Boston and New York I play think, Thursday night. Um, I think Dan is coming back the twenty sixth. Yeah. yeah. 26th. To the show or to like home? <laughs> you don't even know what you put in the calendar. To the show. Oh, okay. To the show. We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk more of them then. Oh. Like Any other this. thoughts on baseball, fellas? See how the second half plays out. Go from there. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I, I don't pay a lot of attention. I, I, I'll watch the Sports Center highlights or the Bleacher Report highlights on baseball. I don't really keep an really good eye on it until playoffs yeah playoffs playoffs playoff baseballs i find interesting that's when there's more urgency there's more i mean i watch baseball i have the mlb you have the mlb network and you like literally like watch multiple games like whatever's on yeah I have the MLB Network strictly so that when I get one of those messages, it's like, I, hey, you should check this out. I can go I, watch it. I gave my <laughs> password to the MLB Network to like my buddies so they can watch it. Well, no, I have the MLB package, too. I've got the T-Mobile package that they can watch any game as long as it's not a Rockies game. <laughs> yeah, which is bullshit, right? <laughs> they, yeah, you bullshit. can't watch local on it, but yeah. you can watch Yeah, I have the same package else. for my TV. Oh, I, I get it for free. T- yeah, T-Mobile. I do too for because Chelsea has T-Mobile. There you go. So, well, what's next? I think that's enough discussion. No more baseball. baseball. There we go. Love SP, baseball. welcome back. Um, wait, we're it's your talk. boy SP. <laughs> wait, let him look at the rundown first before he uh, says that. NBA Finals. Never mind. Take a nap. You're good. <laughs> We're almost done though. NBA <laughs> Finals is almost done. I, I can run through this quickly here. Um, go Phoenix. Phoenix came out and smoked I feel like Phoenix Milwaukee the first two. Milwaukee came back one game three pretty solidly. Giannis and the fact that he is playing right now. He is playing is out crazy. Hyperextends his knee. It looks like he tore everything in it. Somehow came out with no structural damage whatsoever and is playing a week later in the NBA Finals. He's played put 40 up last two games. So that's where I was going with him. Uh, last two games, games two and three, he put up 40 and 10. You know, uh, which is Shaq numbers in the finals. Until which he is crazy. plays with a broken leg, like uh, who was that? Frazier? Willis Reed. Willis Reed. Yeah. No, Willis Reed had a fever. <laughs> no, he <laughs> tore his quad. Well, that might be true, but it's not a broken <laughs> leg. That's different. <laughs> At the peak, he's like, he probably also had a fever. <laughs> <laughs> he tore his hey, quad and came back out and played. You know the who finals. else had a fever? Cam Newton. Every time he plays quarterback. Him so bad. Uh, so, two one. Game series. four is on tonight. I do think Milwaukee is going to pull this out, honestly, and when it's going to go back to Phoenix, tied two two. It's early. Suns up twelve seven. We'll see how it runs down. I, 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 for some reason, I have a feeling Middleton and Holiday have a good game. 
And as long as Ana Dacumpo keeps going the way he has been. So who do you think is going to be the MVP if either team wins? Chris Paul. Chris Paul? Uh, no, honestly, if he stays the way bi- he's going, is that his name? I think Ana Dacumpo might become Dacumpo. the second player ever to win the MVP even if his team they, loses. They would have to take it to a six or seven to have that happen. Oh, absolutely. They can't lose the next two and be out. I mean, so if they, if they so take it what to if a they win though? Seven I mean, and still what? lose. You think lose or win? I think if he keeps playing the way he has been right now, yes, win or lose, he's the MVP. And what he's done that's smartest, he's gone more low paint. He hasn't tried to shoot from the outside as much, which he is more of a Shaq, not a Kevin Durant. And the more he realizes that and plays a back down game, back to the basket kind of thing, he's going to be almost unstoppable probably. Hey, so Pinky just won a good amount of money on DraftKings because <laughs> I just realized I bet on – they had a pretty cool bet. It was Devin Booker or John, Giannis to score the first bucket of the game tonight, mm. and the odds were like 450, and uh, Devin Booker scored the first bucket. So How much did you win? Who cares? Uh, the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain it. Like, you can say bet uh, Booker first points. It's three fifty. It was twenty five. I put a twenty five dollar bet down. It oh. paid eighty seven. Not bad. You've been on a kind of a hot streak. I'm. Um, so I put a little so bit of a I heater cashed, recently. I cashed out. A little bit of a heater. Took my wife on a you know little hotel weekend, and then I put twenty five bucks in. I'm up to. I was up to two hundred before I laid down like five bets today, so we'll see how those bets turn out. I've got Giannis. Over 52 and a half total rebounds, points, and assists. Over 52 and a half? Yeah. Oh, She's got to Jesus. score 53. Easy. I've got Giannis to score more than 40. That one I'm not sure about, but it was a big payout. 25 bucks pays 112. And then I put uh, Devin Booker, 37.5 over for points, rebounds, and assists. Ooh. And then they were they were running a special on the... Open golf, open champ, British Open Championship. Yeah, we're still talking NBA Finals though. Yeah, so I put a bet down on that too. Okay, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna mention that here in a second. Busy week. So finals, keep up with it. Game four tonight. We'll see what happens. If Milwaukee wins, it's two two. If they don't, they go back to Phoenix down three one. The series is probably over. It's, I think it's over if they don't win tonight. I could still see them stealing one at Phoenix, but it would be really tough. Um, I think if, if, if Phoenix wins tonight, they win the series. If Milwaukee wins tonight, I think it could go seven. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> uh, we could do a quick transition to the U.S. Uh, not the U.S., the, the Open, the Open Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll bring SP back into the fold, hopefully. <laughs> um, Maybe. Over in England or Scotland, it's always going to be played at one of those courses over there. Um the golf courses over there play a completely different style than what you're going to see over here in America. It's uh, a Lynx, Lynx golf, yeah, yep. it's. I mean, the idea is, is you're going to have a lot of wind and a lot of rolling hills, and you can smack a three iron, 350 yards because it's just going to roll down these and kind for, of drier, harder fairways. And for anyone in Colorado, go play Kings Deer, and you know what we're talking about. You'll, you'll get an idea. An yeah, idea you'll for get sure. an idea. Um, your definitely. ball's never flat when you're trying to hit your second shot. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, a lot of rolling hills and stuff and um, big greens. 
Big. You, you'll you see, if you watch, you'll see guys putting from like 100 yards away. You know, we're going to have a good time, Aaron. We're going to go out golfing with these guys sometime. You and I are just going to drink and drive the cart, and they're going to they're gonna golf. That'll be fun. <laughs> sounds good, good to time. me. Yeah, you guys can drive us around. Yeah, yeah. that sounds time. good like, to me. My ball's over there, bitch. Where are you going? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I actually kind of am feeling Justin Thomas this so, weekend. DraftKings has a special. You just bet on, are we sponsored any, by them? I like, did know. I miss not something? Yet, not yet. Hopefully they have a special That'd be a big one. Any American to win. Any American. Would you bet on? No, it's just any American. When was the last time? American? Oh, that was the bet. The, that was the bet. Oh, Ooh. solid bet. Who won it last year? Did they even they have, didn't have the yeah. open last year. Who yeah. won it the year before? And the kind of bet, like we're talking, go you know, go take a loan out. No, no, they're like, limited. They're limiting. Probably fifty bucks. It's twenty five bucks was the max. Uh, yeah. It wins sixty two if an American wins. I like Justin Thomas. Uh, I think Bruce Kepka could have a, a pretty solid chance. Phil's really hit or miss over there. Um, Plays more to their strength though in the wind. Yeah, there's so many people that could just come out firing. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll get Rose always it. plays pretty good there. Um, is that obviously he's Thursday? From there, is that tomorrow? So, yeah, it starts yeah. tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. So that's on this weekend. So keep an eye out for that, and uh, you'll you'll see some. It, it, it may be what you think is terrible golf, and they're playing so phenomenal because of the conditions. Or you might get a really good condition day out of nowhere, and they're hitting low scores. Because they can just run the ball, you know, 400 yards down the fairway right to the green and putt. So it's fun to watch. Um, it's, you know, the Claret Jug, big time deal. This is Claret Jug, right? I'm not mixing things up, am I? I have no idea what you're saying. I feel like it's definitely the Claret Jug. I have no clue either. I'm going to go with that because none of you guys can know any different. I don't know if you're talking about a person, a thing. Uh, on that know. note, I'm going to mention that uh, I have a two-finger that I am sipping on deliciously. Well, the and, first thing uh, I said was whiskey. I'm drinking the Branch and Barrel whiskey handcrafted here in Colorado. So you a fan? I actually got some shit this week from my friend Jeff because I didn't mention his name. And I said, I didn't know if you wanted me to mention your name on the podcast that we were. You have to sign a waiver to mention right? it. Yeah. I was like, we were at your house playing <laughs> poker. I didn't know if you wanted everybody to know. Like, We were playing poker at Jeff's house. He told me I brought that bottle. I told him, no, I didn't, but I will take it. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Tasty. It's not, it's not bad. We've got some proper 12. We've got, uh, what else were you sipping on earlier? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, I finished I mean, off. You had the, to mix it with Monster, so it wasn't. I finished anything. off the Yamazakura. Oh, the Japanese that we didn't like. Okay. Yeah. You may as well mix Monster with the Cold Brew JMO next I week promised, and get rid of that. I promised last episode I would post a picture. I will post a picture after this evening. Do not buy this. Mm. Do not. You will not like it. Unless it you, does not get a thumbs up from the show. No, it's not pinky approved. <laughs> Definitely not. Hmm. Um, Proper 12. Yeah, always mm. always a good little easy go-to. Lead this into a... Uh, little UFC next? Little bring, UFC. bring SP back? I don't know if anybody else Connor made money it. off of that. Yeah, because he's got a few things he's going to have to so, spend it on. So the the very first fight of the, of the main card, there were some decent fights on the undercard. The main card was this, uh, this guy, he calls himself Sugar. Sugar Sean Oma- O'Malley. He usually does like some weird colors in his hair and it's kind of a weird guy. I don't really like him. Yeah. 
But he's uh, like 135, and he's just like six foot three, like nothing on him. Yeah. Right? And uh, the guy he was supposed to fight, I don't know if he got injured or he just pulled out of the fight, whatever. They pulled this kid up on short notice. Never fought in the UFC before, right? Yeah, he's working a full-time job. Right? He has green hair for the fight. His name's Chris Mutani. Probably got some really good fans after this fight, which I don't understand because I'm pretty sure this guy has brain damage. So, If not before the fight, definitely after. Kudos to him. If you get a chance to watch, you'll feel really bad for this kid. Yeah. You'll be like, hey, it's awesome that you keep basically, you are aggressively going right at this guy. And he is just literally jabbing you in the face. For three rounds. Yeah. This guy's face looked like hamburger meat Mm -hmm. by the end of the fight. Yeah. Now, he kept coming forward, and he took leg kicks, and he took punches. He took hooks. He took uppercuts. you have to adjust your strategy. He he took everything Uh, you could take. That was all he had. (laughs) Occasionally, he would get a a strike in or two here or there. They were just like, hey, I'm still here. And the, the guy did a great – Sugar Sean did a great job kind of dodging anytime he really got close to him. If you're getting smoked like but, that, let the other guy come forward for a little bit then. I, that you know, may try have, to defend and, and – That may have been a better – I don't know. Like yeah. after a while, if you keep moving forward and you keep getting smoked, yeah, sit back for a minute and readjust. Like right. that, that so, just seems like a terrible idea. The record for strikes in a UFC fight is like 250-something is the record hmm. after and, and and that was like a five round fight in three rounds he had over 200 strikes God. that he took that's just so sad and that, it was it was nasty and so you had that feeling of like i feel really bad for him but man that guy keeps coming right like you know yeah. you had that kind of like i don't know so yeah i was just like he they has finally he has half a winning team um, they finally stopped the fight with like 20 seconds left like he had took like a couple shots in a row and didn't really like defend himself and they caught it. I was like he literally did that for the whole fight. Yeah. Why did you stop it twenty seconds from the bell, right? Right. It yeah. Was bad. No, it was rough. I mean that guy he took a beating though, like he had a mortgage to pay. So <laughs> that uh props to him, man. He probably lost the fight and will still get another fight in the UFC. Based on just yeah. the fact that he was I mean, sure. after he clears medically. Right. Because his face may not be the same That's for like a, three months. They better give him a psych too, a uh, psyche vel, because uh, that probably he won't clear, would be my guess. Bad. Yeah, that was, was bad. That was a beaten. So um, that was kind of the best part of, of that up to the main fight. The rest of the fights didn't quite live up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hardy, former cowboy, yep. was fighting. And uh, Tua Tanavasi, mm-hmm. I think is who he was fighting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The guy's got like a some type of tattoo that kind of looks like it goes to his junk. You don't, I don't know. It kind of wraps around him. How do you not know about those? I, I, I it's don't. a Samoan, Hawaiian, Polynesian. Does it end at his cock? I mean, is that that goes? There's a snake at the end of it. Two if, eyes. If it's the full one done, it's from your top of your belly. Down to your knees. I don't know if it was. It, you couldn't. All you could see was right around the midsection. Yeah. That no. It's like a. It's like you're wearing a a big pair of shorts or something. Like it covers all of that. 
Huh. I might have to look at that. Look at that up. It, I mean, they're cool. They're big ass, and they're done that old By hand hand stamped so, Japanese style. Like, yeah, it's intense. And again, yeah. when you watch heavyweights heavyweights fight, yeah, especially the kind of heftier guys that they probably just made weight, and then they're two ninety when the fight happens. Um, either one of those guys land a punch, and it's over. Right. Hardy's Hardy is slow. Yeah. But if he gets his hand on you, it's it's done. The other guy got his hand on him, and it was over. <laughs> it was over quick. That was, uh, I think, within the first minute. Yeah. Um, Hardy's best fighting days were definitely in the NFL. I mean, he so. fights. He, he's really good at fighting. Winners. No, they're at hotels. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He likes to fight at hotels. Yeah. With a lot of ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's interesting he's not into... a he's not a bad ufc fighter he's just a little slow sure so when he fights a guy that's got a little bit more quickness on him i mean he's not good either he's okay once he moved up to real fighting he's okay you could put him on an undercard and people might sit there enough to watch but that's always going to be going he's just forward. part of those heavyweights that's um he's not a guy that's ever going to go for the belt this was his chance that if he, he somehow miraculously showed out and put on a show, he would have gotten a chance to look at a belt in a couple um, fights. I think, so would have, I think he would have still had to fight somebody in the top five. I just said in a couple fights. Okay. Isn't that what you were about to say? I was, I was getting there. I was getting there. <laughs> you got me first, Caleb. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, you sound like you were about to correct me. Like, No, no. Nope. He he would have needed a couple more to get in there, but he would have gotten some contenders. Yeah, he's done now. Yeah. Um, he's not done. He's just one of those guys that's like he's gonna be in the top ten of heavyweights because typically most of the heavyweights are those guys. It's just like if they land a hand if they get a hand on you, you're over. Yeah. Though that that division changes so quickly. But there's that top three or four guys that are fast and can move and can hit you with a sledgehammer, that usually will kind of... You mean there's a top one guy who, for whatever reason, wasn't able to fight and they decided to, you know, put an interim? He's He's had COVID. I get it. But to put an interim fight together because Ganu could not, I mean, let's be honest. They also, his manager's also been pulling that like, oh, we're going to fight. We're going to sign to fight. Oh, no, we're not going to sign to fight. So there's some issues with his management as well that's causing some of his issues. Dan, Dana is that one guy, like, he controls everything. Yeah, he doesn't want to pay you. If he if you piss <laughs> him off, like, he, he doesn't I'm going to make 150 to myself. The fight itself is going to make 450 and we're going to pay you 9 How's that sound? Oh, he doesn't even get that. And Ganu might be getting close to McGregor nine, numbers. Nine hundred thousand? No, nine mil. No. And Ganu will get close to that. No. You watch. No. That dude puts on a show when he fights. No, he puts on a show. You were correct. People will buy the pay per view just but, to see him fight. That's why he will start making. More. Dustin Poirier didn't even make that for this title fight. Dustin Poirier isn't. He's not so many people want to watch. Pinky. Yeah, it's gonna say that people were more interested in seeing the the you know the contender. Uh, they were him, even though. People watch that because it was McGregor, not because it was Poirier. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's all it comes down to. So just move along to that. We'll finish out with it real quick and be done. You know, real quick, because I don't, like Connor I don't was. chime in too much on UFC, but I did see a statement put out by Khabib. Is that his name? Khabib, mm-hmm. yep. Saying yeah. Poirier would beat McGregor. 
A hundred out of a hundred times. Hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah. He gets the benefit of saying that because Connor took two years off and he went boxed and made a whole bunch of money. I'm just saying. Connor didn't take that time off from the UFC. I don't think Nerman Nerman Gramenov would be considered as good as he is. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> just go with Khabib. I butchered you. Let's just that, go with Khabib. Yeah, that was, That's why I said Khabib because I was trying to think of his last so, name. And I'm like, um, what the hell? I'm pretty sure Connor is just at that point. He's got so much money. He's got nothing to be mad at. That's what I said. Anymore. Right? I just, but can we really like, I think you're right. I will come to that side of the fence now. I do think you're right. But can we really say that with, we didn't really get to see the fight. I mean, it ended Dustin in the first was winning round. the fight regardless, right? Right At that moment before that happened, okay, he was cool. still he was winning, winning the fight. It's not like he was beating the shit out of Connor. But Connor's not won a fight that he went more than one round. So just saying, I don't know if we can really say that. Like, yeah, that's why I said that. If Connor doesn't finish him off in the first round, he's not going to win that fight. And he didn't. Right. Yeah, but he's proved he can go rounds. Like those Nate Diaz fights that he had, well, that, they were split I mean, decisions. That's a little bit different. He's still proven he can go rounds. Because Nate Diaz, like you can punch him like a slab of meat and he still doesn't go down. So I yeah. just, I, I'm on your side of the fence now that I think you're probably right. All the money and everything, he's never going to find that it thing again to go out and, and do this. Yeah, I still am real close to the fence, though, because with the way it ended, it's not like Poirier beat him. Well, it's, And it's not like it was a big gap in the first round. It's not like, oh, my God, Poirier was smoking him. It was okay. Poirier won that round. But I mean, Connor could have easily come out the second round. All of a sudden, he had his feel back. One punch done. And that That's always possible. He wasn't hurt. Is like There wasn't anything that told me, like, it wasn't still going to be a good fight coming out the second sure. round. Sure. I mean, know? but at some point, you just have to rely on statistics. And you're like, okay, zero and three. Sure. And I <laughs> I right. agree with you on that. Yeah. So that's why I did come over to that side of the fence. I just, I wish it would have been a decisive so even, way for me to decide. Even in this yeah. fight, though, I didn't see that, like, sharpness from Connor. Yeah. That he, he won the first round in the last fight. Well, according to him, he said he was feeling him out that first round. And he was ready to come out firing in the second. I felt bad that he broke his leg, was trying to get the ref to stop the fight. Yeah. The ref doesn't stop the fight, and he's taking elbows to the face from right. the bottom with a broken leg. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough way to go out, but I think he's I, – I, I would be surprised. It would be a crazy comeback so he, if he was able to come back and get another title fight because he won a couple in a so row. So he, he would have to come back and win one fight to get Dustin four again. There's money in that fight, so they'll make that fight. But he's gonna have to. Is he gonna need surgery on that then? Oh I yeah, assume? he had surgery. Yeah, he had surgery. Oh, okay, gotcha. Were they worried about any it's kind of nerve damage? Or? Same, no, it's the same surgery that Dak had. Yeah, six weeks before he can start and, doing things on. And it. Dak was at the fight. Yeah, <laughs> he had PTSD. Looking like have a to see that. Yeah, dude. He was like, oh, it's like I my exactly after three feels. weeks. Right. My, my good. Yeah, he had sympathy pains for sure. Uh, so what do you guys think about Rogan going in and interviewing him as he was sitting on the mat with his busted leg? I mean, Rogan was told to do that. I don't feel like Rogan would have just gone and done that, but no, uh, no, you're right. I mean, McGregor was trying to say stuff, so he gave him the platform he was requesting. But my problem with it is the fact that McGregor's was a coach or whatever had the issue with it. I'm like, dude, why don't you check with your own team before you start complaining I, about stuff? Here's what I would have liked to have seen. Whether McGregor wanted to talk or not, whether the UFC wanted to interview or not, you have a major injury. Yeah, this should be addressed first. You should have you should have air casted him up and put him to the back. 
once he was stabilized and he knew he was fine, if he wanted to speak before he went to the hospital, fine. But to do it there on the mat it by was, both parties, I think it looked bad. It was a both. It was a bad look by both. Yeah. And um. I, I yeah, think, McGregor's guy having issues with it. I mean, McGregor just said, "Get the f- out of my face," you know, like yeah, he gave now, an interview. But <laughs> yeah, like, McGregor totally he gave accepted an interview. it, and, and and that's where yeah. his whole like your wife was in my DMs and. Like he went kind of crazy, and that's what I didn't like. Yeah. Like after the the last fight, Poirier was the better man tonight. What do you? He beat me. What do you think is going to happen when you put a Mike in Connor's face though, and he's amped up? Like that's what things are. He's he's still from a a crazy side of you know Dublin, where that's still in him. No matter how much money he makes, mm-hmm. that's what he got money off of. I mean, that's that's how he amped up the Mayweather fight. Yeah. Like, yes, he's changed, but there's still some of that there. So, just broke his leg. He doesn't think he lost, but he knows he lost the fight. And you're going to throw a mic in his face. Yeah, man, that dude's going to say some crazy things. Yeah. And speaking of Mayweather, he made, what, 87 grand off of betting on Poirier? He did. Poirier, bet so on Poirier. <laughs> dropped a 50K bet on him. <laughs> which is which is a small bet. It really is. For Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been all he had in his wallet. <laughs> he normally throws down. Yeah, he was going to do a 500K, and then he saw a strip club on the way by. That's how it was. And when he got there, he only had 87. He, he bought a Bugatti or something on his way over. <laughs> um, did you guys see Trump at uh, UFC? Oh, thought, yeah. I thought was that he was kind of funny. Yeah. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, he went over there, and he um, met Joe Rogan real quick, and he came walking out with Dana White. Yeah. Trump's got to keep himself out there just enough Dana so White can is run a again Trump in 20... supporter, yeah. so that makes sense. What is it, 2026? Uh, 24. 24? Yeah, 2024. Next, He's got he's to keep his face out there just enough yeah. so he can try, try that one last yeah. hurrah. Right. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to talk politics, but um, e- either him or you know, uh, DeSantis is probably going to be the number one for Republican. That wouldn't surprise me. I, didn't, I wasn't trying to go into politics. I just... I think God, that's what he's Caleb. doing, to be honest with yeah. you. When has he ever been at a UFC fight that publicly? You know what I mean? Right. It's not like this was a huge... like this yeah, was Connor Poirier is... It was in Vegas, so... It's a bigger fight, but it's not huge. It's not like... Yeah, I think it had more to do with where it was than the actual fight itself. So. Yeah. Just got eyes. Just got eyes. You know, it's like... <laughs> you need to get you was- need to get a little eye eyes on the skies kind of thing. You, this is what celebrities do. They'll show up at some random event. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was honestly, it ended the way I expected. I expected uh, McGregor to lose. So I had money I, on Poirier. I, I didn't expect him to lose like that. I just, that's um, unfortunate. Like, it would have been I nice just, to see him go out You fighting. know what's so crazy is how often that injury is occurring now. You know what I mean? So, it's just. The, it's, the fight has, the fight game has changed. In the past, you would use the leg kick and kick the thigh. And now they're kicking the ankle. And that's what's changed well, everything. I I personally think it's just more guys are actually defending it now. Well, sure, yeah. There's so a, there's you're not just sitting there walloping on dudes and they're not really waiting for it. Like, if you're going to be able to defend that, it's really easy to break so, your leg that way. But but in the past... Because you're trying to kick that as hard as you can. And if you hit that object in a way that it, you weren't anticipating sure. it to... In the past, it was the it was above the knee. Right. Was where they were kicking. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to... Now they're, they're kicking at the knee or below... 
And that's that's where the injuries are coming in. Yeah. And it, somebody posted like something about anyways. the McGregor injury is actually he kicked Poirier in like the elbow. Yeah. And somebody like freeze framed yeah. it yep. and showed that like his leg kind of bends when he kicked in the elbow. Yeah, he um he hairlined it when he hit the elbow and it was when he kept placing uh for the holder, you know, for adjusting his stance. Yeah. That's when it finally gave out Absolutely. on him. Absolutely. Yeah. I hate seeing it. Every time I see it, it never looks any better, dude. No, it's unfortunate. Thankfully, just... it's an injury that can be fixed and come yeah, back yeah. from. No, that's true. The, those ankle but... ones are worse. The tibia is at least. Yeah, it's a straight, solid bone. Really easy to throw in some plates, you know, things like that. It would be a lot better for yeah, the Yeah, he's got kid. a rod now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they put a rod in. Yeah, and plus, though, it's like. McGregor should have done also a better job at signaling that he was out of the fight. Don't go to the ground and cover up to block. Like tap the ground and put your hand Correct. up. You know what I mean? He literally went no to block. To he went to block elbows. punches. Yeah, he went to block punches. I'm like, dude, we all pride. saw. We all saw your ankle fold like laundry. Like just. <laughs> it's pride. He doesn't want to have Poirier be able to say he tapped. You know, he wants. No, he wants the ref to I have stepped it, in and I called think, it. I think it was more of. I mean, they would have called it either way because if he makes it to round two, which he did, yeah, he can't continue. So no, I think it was just more of instinct at at that point. Could one be for sure, yeah. You have well, one, you have this sudden burst of pain. I mean, yeah. Then you look up at some guy who's it's ready not, to clean your claw. He's not quite so. the man that Dak is, who's like. I'm going to stomp the ground multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to straighten this out real quick. Just give I me think some he tape. knew he broke it. Where Dak, I think, just thought his shoe came off. It looked like his shoe came off. <laughs> it was nasty. It was bad. And then it was like, no, your ankle is completely dislocated and snapped. Yeah. You're not doing anything with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, when you just when you just see it swinging around, dude, you're like, oh. <laughs> not good. Not good. Bad, bad That's what my wife says. Oh no. Ooh. <laughs> she says not good. <laughs> not when good. You, when you see it swinging around, <laughs> she goes, uh oh. <laughs> Facts feeling frisky. Uh oh, so. not good. <laughs> right. We're gonna have to do what tonight? <laughs> that sounds like a married woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. Um, next. Uh, Euro 2020 final. Oh, Italy uh, and England. We can quickly. I had money on the game. Uh, I wish England would have won. Um, they blew it in PKs. Their goalie was phenomenal. Italy's goalie. Uh, was well, good, but their their PK for, taker is just terrible for, takes. For England to score in the first two minutes and then go ninety minutes, not or unheard of in soccer. It. Not unheard of. That's that's common practice. Pinky. I know, but unfortunately, if you're not used to it, it's it's kind of mind boggling. But it happens all the time. What's more surprising, and I, this is kind of coming out after the fact, but there was a yellow card given to Cialini uh, because he grabbed a dude's jersey and yanked him to the ground. From behind. Yeah, I saw that. And that should be an automatic red. Like, no questions asked. Automatic red. He's out of the game. They're playing a man down. And so the fact that he was allowed to stay in is, it, you know, a little controversial. But otherwise, it was a good game. A um, lot of lot of things that were expected to happen did. Uh, England tried to make a lot of deep runs and then um, cross the balls in. Uh, Italy played a lot more possession. They won. Hey, I bet on soccer a couple times. I won. I watched a couple of the games. 
What's funny is while this is going on, the Copa America was going on, which is South America's version of Euro. And like nobody talked about it at all. I find that more people find the Euro game a little more enjoyable. Well, it's because there's more of the big names. Because everybody plays in Europe. So that's why that's a little bit more. And it's been going on a little longer. So that's got that going for it, too. That's because like, I'm going to get kidnapped in South America. Well, you know, <laughs> you take your chances. Uh, but World Cup's coming up here soon. And that'll be sweet. Um, other than that, the only other soccer thing I have that I think is worth noting. I don't know if you guys knew about this or even heard of it. But Lionel Messi... Just ended a four-year contract worth six hundred plus million dollars. Disgusting. Wait, doing what? Playing soccer. Playing soccer for uh, Barcelona. For how long? Four, four years. Four years. Six hundred plus million? million. It was the largest contract in sports history. Oh, by far. Not you, even close. You know he could buy half the countries that play soccer with that. Yeah. So, just ended right. Barcelona. It was expected that he was going to leave. Just resigned him today at a fifty percent discount. Fifty <laughs> percent discount. <laughs> um, because La Liga has a bunch of rules now about financial buildings of the team and what you can and cannot do, and they're way over, and they're gonna have to dump a bunch of players. So he took a huge pay cut to to stay with them, which was a big surprise. Um, but anybody listening, you you want your kid to really make money playing sports? You get them in the soccer game. Jeez. That's just gross. I mean, they got to be really good at soccer, though. Really good. Yeah. How many Americans are playing in the soccer? How many good Americans? Four? Three? I'd, Maybe I'd, just that I'd one kid? I'd say it's a couple handfuls. <laughs> it's a couple handfuls that are pretty good. You're playing over in the EPL, the Bundesliga, La Liga... Serie A or any of them, you're pretty good. Hey, unless you're doing women's league, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's funny. I actually went to a birthday party last night, mm-hmm. and the common denominator was my friend, uh, Courtney. Um, I was the only person from work she invited. Everybody else that was there was all got guys and girls that she plays soccer with. They are literally like, it was crazy. Everybody was talking just soccer. Yeah. Just soccer. I was just like, anybody want to talk football? Like American football? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be, uh, well, I don't know. It'd be a lot like how this conversation went the first hour. Um, <laughs> as I assume that would be as well. <laughs> All right, we can move. What's, what do you got next on the uh, scoreboard, Pinky? I, I know, I know you want to talk about Wimbledon. Oh, yeah, I do. I'll mention that a little bit, too, because I think it's pretty noteworthy. Um, Novak Djokovic won his 20th championship. Um, He now is tied with Federer and Nadal. He is going for the calendar Grand Slam, so he's going to hold all of them in the same year. Uh, He's got the Olympics as well this year. Ooh. So he could have the Olympics if he decides to participate. He's still unsure. Um, or, you know, just the Grand Slam in itself. Hasn't been done in a calendar year since Rod Lieber back in like the 60s or something like that. 
So it's it's uh, he he's setting himself up to kind of start being alone at the top of the conversation of greatest tennis player of all time, which is kind of crazy that you have arguably the three best right now all tied at 20. And he has a chance to, you know, if he can win the career calendar grand slam, not the career, sorry, the calendar grand slam. And then he's still got another couple years of prime tennis. Probably if he could win another couple more and separate himself. I mean, it's, it's crazy what our generation has gotten to grow up with, with some of the um, athletes I mean, I mean you think about him and and you think about Djokovic. He's 34. Yeah, so, you know, 36, 37, you're probably done. Um, but he's in his prime now, and I think he's still, the the way he's playing tennis, I think he's got another couple years left. As long as his knees or back don't give out, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's doing okay. So, we'll see. Um, but, like, you know, you've got those three in tennis that we got to grow up watching. You got Tiger in golf. We got to grow up watching Peyton and Brady and Rogers. Granted, rules have changed a little bit for some of these things to happen, but um, now Patty Mahomes coming into his prime. Well, if you think about our age, we got to see Michael. That's where I was going. And LeBron. Then we got to see Michael, Kobe, LeBron. Kobe. We, we've gotten to see Trout now. We got to see Jeter. Our Ken generation Griffey. has grown up with people who are commonly mentioned as GOAT status. No. And, and that's part of the way. Media has changed, and that conversation happens a lot more than it used well, to. Well, you also have, like, all these athletes have the best training from high school. Well, they're saying right? the best draft class for MLB is 2010 of all time. Because it's like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Nolan. Was it Nolan or Trevor? It was one of those two. Yeah, I just I think we're growing up in a pretty crazy era of sports where yes, it's more talked about. Yes, there's more accessibility. Yes, technologies change and diets and science and everything else. Yeah. But I still think we're seeing some of the greatest of all time. Sure, absolutely. And we could seriously like it would be so easy for our kids to grow up and not see anybody on these levels, regardless of rule changes. I think that's the, the one of the coolest things about being a dad and having a 16-year-old that's getting into sports, knows a lot about basketball, is learning more and more about football, is him just asking, Dad, what, what was it like watching so-and-so? Man, it was just great. You know, the, these are the things he could do. And just, you know, Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, John Elway, Joe Montana, like Dan Marino. It, it's pretty fun just being able to kind of relay and try to get some of that knowledge to him. I'm like, hey, YouTube it. Pull it up. Watch him. Like, I, I don't remember what highlight it was, but some Jordan highlight I saw that popped up on Facebook, and I watched the whole, like, 15-minute clip of him. Was, like, was it the, the the switching hands layup? Because there was an anniversary for that. I mean, I don't, know what it, I don't know why it was, but they posted this video of it, and I was just like, Yes. Those are things that nobody does. Like he was doing just crazy things yeah. that, mm-hmm. with the basketball that, and again, he's the ultimate scorer. It didn't matter where he was on the court. The closest I remember score wise to him is Allen Iverson. Just like the different ways Iverson could score. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that are in the basketball community that say if he was six, five, six, six, he would have gone down as the greatest basketball player ever. Iverson can score, man. He really could. 
So that's that's what this watching the Wimbledon this weekend really got me thinking. It's not just the goat conversation uh, for tennis and how that's affecting it right now, but just the fact that we're. I think our generation is a little bit unique here where we're growing up with seeing some of the best talent that's ever played in a lot of different sports. Especially when you throw I mean, it. I, like I still Tani. think that has a lot to do with yeah. just like every sports is a big business. Yeah, yeah but every generation that. doesn't have a greatest of all time. Every generation doesn't grow up having a guy that they're going to say he's in that conversation, especially while they're still playing. I just yeah, like basketball didn't have that for a while. There were some guys, but then Jordan came Dude, around. I have to fight people right now on Twitter of like, hey, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely best quarterback in football. He's absolutely the face of the NFL right now. You can't put him in GOAT conversations right now. You can't. Yeah, that's absurd. We've got to see more of him to make those kind of comp comparisons. Right. Again, it's statistics matter, and people who just write things like that off. The story matters. Everything matters. You can't just go in there other than Can that. I say, looking at what he's done so far, when he's done, he should be in that conversation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think if his career ended today because of an injury, I would put him in that conversation still. No. Yeah, based on what he's already done. He'd be the Bo his Jackson of football. There. Right. Like, yeah, if he was healthy, he, he would have made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, if he was, you know, we but we don't know because it didn't happen. I mean, it's obviously. Bo didn't set any records, though. Oh, he Patty went out and threw over 50 touchdowns. He's got an MVP. Bo had a quote this week. If oh, I, I saw played, it. If I played in today's NFL, I would put 350 to 400 yards a game up. Right. Yeah, Dan Marino said he'd throw 80 touchdowns. 62. Whatever. <laughs> like, okay, cool. But you didn't put up any records while you were playing. I love Bo Jackson. Yeah. He's one of my favorites of all time. And he's got some crazy... Highlight reels. You know who Bo Jackson But he did not set any records. He didn't go Marcus Allen and have a, a career highlight in the Super Bowl. Like, he doesn't have those things that can put him and elevate him a little bit. Patty Mahomes does. Yeah. And that's when he played against slow defensive people, too. Um, I was going to yeah, say, that's I was true. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody in defense is running like four twos and four threes. Okay. So Th- those just, guys were playing offense back then, for right. sure. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. So, that's a good point, too. Um, but I was going to say, I was thinking about this, and Bo Jackson reminds me of a mix between Derrick Henry and Adrian Peterson. Is like if you kind of made a hybrid between those two guys. I see where you're going with that, but I think AP and Henry are too similar. Who's a more speedy? Because Bo Jackson was so fast. Like if he hit a hole, he was gone. Yeah, but he wasn't like a, he wasn't a big cutback though. You know what I mean? He was just yeah, he was mainly just speed. But he had those big strides, and he was just strong. Yeah, you know he what I did. Mean? So I mean, I would say AP. Yeah, he's just close. he's so much faster than AP and Henry though. Like he just was. They're pretty fast. Yeah, but they're, Bo they're Jackson was dude. He was a track star. Yeah. That's a different level of speed. I don't know why people who just talk about football do not understand that. Yeah. Yes, AP was fast on a football field. Bo Jackson was fast in life. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he, yeah, no, I mean, that's absolutely true. He, he was. That's a, one of the crazy things about are, him is he was a track are, star at 6'3", 260. But, but those are the two closest comparisons, I would that's say. That's kind of what I felt, too. Um, I was just trying to think of like a really size, speedy guy, too, weight, though, because he was just so fast. Yeah, well, his athleticism. And, and, I, and I could agree that well, if Jackson's took, probably faster than those two. Those are just the best comparisons. I think if you took uh, Chris Johnson 
when he first came in that the would be a good comparison uh, and combined Chris well, Johnson and Derrick Henry Chris Johnson and AP he wasn't the size yeah. but that's what I'm trying to say I'm not trying to compare the size he said he said a combination of yeah. So I was trying to think of I'm, – I'm he had thinking, the size with those two, so I was trying to think of somebody who had the speed. Chris Johnson's a good one. I, I'm thinking of the people who have the size yeah. as well as the speed right, to be comparable to Bo Jackson. Because Bo Jackson was a very big guy. He was big and he was very fast. Again, he just said a combination of. So I was trying to – you're combining two very similar guys, so I was trying to think of a speed guy. I, I see where Caleb is. He's a speed guy because he's not has moves, though. big. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Anyways, my point. I digress. Um, I like it. I, I yeah, yeah. So I I think you could actually. Then we can have that conversation another time because I wasn't yeah. necessarily trying to go there. I was just trying to say I think it's cool that we're growing up in an era where you see a lot of what are probably going to go down as all time greats. Well, and for me, it's like with Tatis and Trout and yeah. Tawny and Nolan's probably going to go down as the greatest third baseman all of time. all time. Yeah. Um, you know, we got Degrom as a pitcher and. Scherzer and Scherzer, Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw. It's a great one. Kershaw's. You know, I wanted. Be one of the I wanted to make guys. one other point though about the thing and the other reason why I really hate these like generational greats and things like that. For example, like for you know Bo or Dan to go and say, "Oh, I would do that in this league now." You completely undermine the way the defense has changed as well, for too. Sure. So you can't just sit there and say, "Oh, yeah," because rules favor my position. I'm going to go and score. Look at what Tampa Bay did to KC, right? They, they were not the best defense in the NFL, but they went out there and absolutely manhandled them because of smart coaching. Yeah. So to sit there and say that, oh, I my, mean, my ability. they were top five defense in the NFL. Yeah, but look defense. at some of the losses they had, though. Like, they, they were not some big shutdown defense. Offense, sure, but my, but my point is the same, though. To be going they, against the They turned the it best, on an awful lot. Right. They were, they were not they the did. most consistent defense. And they didn't have a very strong secondary. So, But what I'm saying is you're completely undermining a, 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 the, the ability of defense these days, and you're only just talking about what you think you could do in a position. And th- those are the parts that I don't like about it. But you got to look at it like this, too. You know, back in the day, um, they didn't have 6'8", 350, I mean, running 4'6". For, for Dan Marino. Blocking either. Yeah, absolutely. For Dan Marino, you, now yeah. they do. You, know, you could bigger slam than him to the ground. Right. You could hit him on every play. You could hit you could mug his receivers. You could mug any receiver across the middle. I think Bo's comment is a little out there. I think Marino's though is could be a little Bo, more Bo, likely. Bo's a little bit like I'm not so sure. Right. That that would be the case. Now again But what Marino threw forty eight? Forty nine. Forty nine in what, eighty six or something like that? Eighty four? Yeah. Forty nine in eighty four. It was his second season. Yeah. I think if he had some talent around him, he could probably throw 62 today. Like He, he could. Marino but, is someone know, who the I rules mean, would favor so much that it would. Bo's a little bit different because we, you're still running even in a Even in a passing league, 55 is still the, the mark right now. Yeah. And there's only been four or three that have done 50. Yeah. So and there's not, some absurdly talented, you know, combos out there when it comes to quarterback and wide receivers. It's just tough. I mean, well, the reason the I'll give two, it to Marino is because he could possibly be the best quarterback of all time. And Pinky's point, the other two were nowhere near as athletic as uh, Mahomes. Correct. Peyton and Brady, right? Peyton and Brady, yeah. yeah. Brady got 50. Peyton's got 55. Uh, Mahomes has 50. Yeah. So, anyways, those are the arguments I, I don't like because you know I don't know, man. It, it, it's... I, I think I think you could all see 
I could see Marino at least playing in today's game and getting fifty. Honestly, I th- I think if I think easy. if Marino was playing in today's league, I think he would literally just be pretty much a copy of Drew Brees. That's how I would look at him. No, that that's my opinion. Well, but he's so. bigger, stronger arm. Well, he could move. It better. wasn't so much the stronger arm. Uh, Dan Marino's best quality. He had the quickest. He probably still has the quickest release of any quarterback. Right, of all time. and he spread the ball. So that's why right. I was referring it to Drew Brees. I'm I mean, I can see that. I just it's. I, I've, I, me personally, I think that's like doing a disservice to Marino, which is crazy to say. But I, Marino was so damn good. Like, I go back and watch his highlight tapes sometime, and it's crazy. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying what I think he would be in today's league. Yeah. I'm not comparing to what he did then. I think he'd be a Josh Allen of last year, more no. so. No. Yeah, because he was more mobile than Breeze. Marino didn't just sit in the pocket like Breeze does. Well, uh, I mean, he, yeah, he did. His legs were not that good. I mean, I'd I'd see him run maybe was, for four he, or five. I mean, if you're thinking about there. older Marino, sure. No, no, his release is so good that he didn't have to move. Yeah, yeah but that's he, the point of being a good quarterback in the pocket. It's, right. He yeah, just you don't did move. Those, is what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he, I guess Josh Allen's not the best comparison because Josh Allen does like to run, but that's why I said Josh Allen of last year because it's a little bit more passing rather than. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't odd for Josh Allen to put 30, 40 yards rushing yeah. a game. So. But anyways, okay, like, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't. That's why I don't like com- comparing things. I mean, I see what you're saying, but like, then I hear like Jordan. Jordan would average forty in today's NBA, more than likely. With no because defense? you can't, you can't hand check him. You can't. Yeah. I mean, so. But here's while the, I understand what you're saying, I think some of those are legitimate arguments. Here's the other problem, though. How much softer would they play then? Because they don't have to be that contentious. You know what I mean? Like. He had to become an animal in that era. You know what I mean? Because that was the way you played the game. You sit there and you become a product of your environment and you get to play yeah, soft LeBron to win. LeBron doesn't have to play as exactly. aggressive as you are. No, of course not. I, I mean, but you get guys like uh, Damian Lillard, who's always intense and can drop a 50-piece from time to time, but he's not on a Jordan level. So I think some of that's just ingrained into people. Yeah. And they're just not as good as Jordan was, so you don't see that same. Sure, it's it's the point is though it's all circumstantial. Yeah, and, it's and envi- I agree. And it's there, there are a lot of factors. It's not just right. Yeah, yeah. You know, nature, nurture, all that good stuff. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's Absolutely. not. It's not just your stats, dude. It's like what were you playing around? What were you playing with? And did you have to even? Do I do. That? I do so. give today's athletes though, like, yeah, you like you've been training this way since high school, right? You, have the best nutrition. You have the best. Yeah, you better be better. You know, you know you what I mean. Weightlifting. Like, you have you, the best. But you know. at the same time, so you're talking about that environment. You're making millions of dollars to do this now as a as a job that is legitimized. Whereas yeah. back back in the you know 70s, 80s, 60s, 50s, it yeah. was. I'm probably working another job in the off season. Sure. Or you know, I mean, that was more football, but yeah, more ba- basketball, basketball had to do it too, and yeah. like. So until about the 80s where the TV deals started rolling in and guys could make a living off it, but they're making 50, 60 grand. Like they weren't making 50, 60 million. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, but, no, I, but nobody was making that I, kind I looked of money. up. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying like what would you to, say? to poo-poo today's athlete though because they get all the best there is. There's a reason though that that's become part of the game though because yeah. this well, is those, a much more serious business. Because those people built it for them. Here's a good one. Absolutely they did. Yeah, I absolutely up, they did. I looked up this week. What would you say John Elway's career earnings for, for just football? Just football. Just football career earnings. Just I'd football. say like 20. 
I was going to say about 18.5. I was thinking like 15. 45. 45 million? Yeah. So we're all a Oh, he did pretty good. Yeah, he did. I mean, his rookie contract was five. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, geez. He had the largest rookie contract. I knew contract he got a pretty big one at the time, but I didn't still. Yeah. I mean, that um, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. But, but those today, guys, made we're all their talking money. like the rookie contracts are yeah, that much. More but it's right. no yeah. different because the top dudes, though, are still making their real money outside of the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you're talking about wealth, like, Elway is super rich because of what he did outside of football. LeBron so, is super rich because of what he did outside of basketball. Peyton is crazy rich because of what he did outside of football. So you're still, the majority of your income, 80% for those really rich dudes, is probably coming from outside of the And the one you didn't say, playing. Jordan is really rich because of the brand. <laughs> you, you, well, think, you think so, huh? <laughs> yeah, think so. Wasn't even going to mention yeah. it. I mean, McGregor, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's easy to ma- throw these names out there, but I think people also forget that, what, like 95% professional athletes go bankrupt? Yeah, because so, they're not smart with their money. Well, that's my point. But you get it's guys like, like, guys don't think about how, damn, if I do this little $30,000 spot ad in my hometown, I could literally take all of that and invest it. Okay. Or I don't touch any of my professional contract. And I live off that thirty grand, and I do eight of those. But sure. the, the problem with our most athletes, entertainers, people with money, mm-hmm. they're going out to thousand dollar dinners. They're buying that fifty thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar car whenever yeah. they want it. That's funny because I yeah. thought you were going to say necklace. Yeah, well, well that's yeah. like chains. Zach. guys were chains. Necklace. That's chains. Just, that's just, that's just pure pure lack of education. From yeah. any, from anybody. Okay, here here's here's where I don't give it's hard to feel bad, right? If you're at you as a parent think you're raising a possible high end collegiate athlete, why don't you start teaching them about those things then? Because they don't know about those things. Then find someone who does. You know what, you, know what you can I mean? educate it's yourself like, though. Instead of saying, I'm gonna get that house and that new car with the rims and I'm gonna get a big ass chain and I'm gonna or I'm going to go gamble a whole lot and I'm going Yo, to get yourself an IRA. I'm going to fly right. all my family on vacation yeah. everywhere we go. And you're there's plenty of house. examples, man. Yeah, and no, you're absolutely. getting yeah. a house. You got to, you got to do two things. Actually three things that I was told, um, by a couple different people. Actually, if you ever win the lottery or become super rich or you become an athlete or anything, three things you do immediately. <laughs> get an attorney, get an attorney, Yep. get an accountant, and you learn how to say no. Yeah. Correct. The three things you do instantly. And I was told you do that before you even accept the first check. Yeah. I've heard that too. Right. I'm technically a financial advisor, so I know that those things are all true. <laughs> yeah. And, but I'm like, they, they have plenty of resources and, and, and people to show when you do. Oh, the it's wrong not thing. just that. There are symposiums that, Every league puts on that you go through as a rookie that talks to you about financial security. Yeah. So, th- I mean, so whether you decide to pay attention to that and use it I mean, is one thing. I know yeah. for it, I can't speak about other leagues, but for football, your agent connects you with a financial advisor group before you've even signed. See? And as, as so do you use done. it or do you blow that off and you go find your own and you get screwed by those people? I mean, that happens a lot too. There's some, I mean, some really smart dudes who thought they were making great investments and then got screwed over by the wrong people. Sure. That's the, those are that's, different stories though. That's like, the tough part. The tough they part were is trying. the people who got, you know, they invested in that hedge fund. 
They invested in that pyramid scheme. That's what I'm saying. They got screwed. You know, yeah. but they were trying. The guys yeah. who go out and blow it all, like you're talking about, right? That that just I don't even feel bad to be perfectly honest with you. I don't because you are given resources, and if you could say, well, it was only thirty minute class. You know what I do after a thirty minute class that was talking about how I'm going to be set for life. If I didn't get something I was looking for, I'm going up to that person. I'm saying, hey, I got a couple questions. Can we talk? Dude, just get on YouTube. Do you know, do you know what Marshawn like, did? Oh, yeah, dude. Brilliant. His money? So smart. Hmm. So he put a lot of his money in income annuities. Oh, okay. So literally, he just gets checks every month. Yeah. From his actual salary money, he was spending his endorsement money. That's a pretty good way to do that's it. That's what he was doing. Yeah. That's what Gronk is doing. He's that's never Gronk, touched Gronk, his NFL. Thing. There's a lot of guys who've done that, actually. See, yeah, but that's my point. But if smart. you put a good... Some of the lower dudes won't think outside the box and go, well, I'm not making million-dollar endorsements. It Dude, go matter. to your local Piggly Wiggly and care. say, if you put I'll a do good, 10 grand. Let's do an advertisement. You put a good $10 million into an income annuity, yeah. it's paying you you know, 10 grand a month. Most people can live on that. Listen, people on the practice squad are making enough money. What do you mean most people can live off of that, Pinky? I'm, I mean, most athletes could live on that. Anybody can live off of 10 grand a month. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, that's probably that's, that's probably low-balling, but yeah. Right. That, that's the median household income yeah. that that one person's bringing in. But anyways, I was saying this like practice squad people make enough money to go put their money into investment property. So I really don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like... That you've been given just to such a good opportunity, and for so many people to squander it, dude, is just. So it's not just that you're talking. If, if you're one of those athletes that looks like they could go somewhere, people are talking to you about you know, that stuff since high school. You know school. what's the worst? Yeah. Now there's thing people that trying NFL to get money from you since high do. school too. So there's sharks and minnows and everything else. But sure. you're hearing that for a long time. Yeah. How you decide to take the information is your problem. Do you, do you know what the worst thing the NFL players don't do? Hmm. The NFL 401k program max is like i think it's up to 20 grand now for guys under you know 50 they they if you put in the max amount right yeah they match the whole amount what what only like 50 percent of players take advantage of that that's crazy that's so nuts i'm like wait if i put 20 grand in the nfl gives me 20 grand right and you're not doing that are you kidding me that's just not understanding. And some of that, honestly, is is nurture. When you grow up in areas that that has never been a thought process, yeah, it's really hard to be the one that breaks that you cycle. You do have to change. And that's just the truth. You have to change your mentality of having your money make money for you. It's also, I, I'm sure that a lot of people get stuck in that system, though, where they think the money's never going to stop. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. And and I, I could understand that as well, too, right? I mean, how many people in America take that for granted that they're going to work on Monday? And, you know, maybe that's not the case Yo, what for them. Most people in third world countries don't understand the American dream now is how much credit card can I get? Yeah. Like, and that's the sad truth. Right. But that's, a, yet again, an education problem. Oh, it absolutely is. So. Well, not always an education problem, too, as much as a um, me, 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 now, now, now. That that's, it starts with education. Does it, it though? Some people absolutely. just can't control themselves. Like, 
And you laugh, but more hey. people than not have ha, don't have that will to say, "I'll wait until I can afford it." Needs versus wants. Right. I mean, but yeah. Anyways, that that can get into a big conversation. But again, my point though is education. Where though from parents. Absolutely. Right. So that things that I are, mean, most parents don't talk. I, finance, that is my right? point, dude. Like that's that's the that's the problem with generational issues I, I is no to, one talks I mean, about them. Damn. On a side point, mine sure did. <laughs> I had to look at my wife yesterday. I was like, hey, um, I noticed our our fourteen year old daughter starting to hang out with this boy on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. Probably need to have the talk, right? And she's like, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Wait, what do you mean I should do that? Well, you know, I'm just not, I'm, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. I'm like, I, I mean, you're her daughter. Like, she should respond to that. No, she's a daddy's girl. You should have that conversation with her. <laughs> I'll tell Junior. We, we've had that talk. That's after I caught him on Pornhub. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> You granted for a week, and now I have to get really awkward with you. Let's sit down together. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ground him. I was like, "Dude, you gotta go to incognito mode." <laughs> uh, that's not the talk, Pinky. Right? That, that, that's that was, that's that not. The, maybe we need to have the talk with you that because the, that's not. That was the talk in that household. He's, he's a good kid. I mean, you know. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, oh good stuff. All right, what, do, what? Where are we at? Where are we at? I think I think the only thing we got left is uh, NFL talk. Not a lot going. It's dead season, yeah. obviously. Can't wait. Two Schefter, more re, no, well, two weeks still training camp. Oh, I mean. So at least we start getting some. <laughs> I don't get excited about training camp. I but, do. All right. Well, you're weird, but go ahead. We start, I mean, we start getting some content <laughs> around training camp, okay? Okay. God, what a dick. Oh, man. <laughs> You want to chat about Richard Sherman? Ooh, nah. I, I'm not sure yet. Let's not even talk about that yet. We just yet. don't know what the situation yeah. is yet. Let's just wait. I know let's it's not wait. good. It's definitely not good. It's not but good. Let's hold, let's hold but it off. You know it's it, bad when Deshaun Watson's like, finally someone who screwed up worse than me. He could be. <laughs> <laughs> he got drunk. He, Are you sure? You sure that's what happened? He tried to walk into his baby mama's house and she called the cop. Like, we don't know. It's all speculation. Yeah, we don't know. All I know is he did in Washington. What really happened was he was wasted on PCP. He took an axe to the front door, so and he tasered one of the cops in in Washington. <laughs> it is, I guess there's a law uh-huh. in Washington. You thought I was serious about that dom- for a second, didn't you? <laughs> like, you if there's about? a domestic violence situation, uh-huh. it is automatically your bail is revoked. Oof. You don't. You can't do bail. Until you've gone in front of a judge. Yeah, he can sit with the homies for a couple days. Oh, wow. So, depending on the situation, like, everybody's like, oh, he was denied bail. And, like, Twitter was just all over, like, oh, it's because he's a black man and because of this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, somebody posted. No, it's because in Washington, Mm -hmm. if it's a domestic violence situation, no one gets bail until the accuser gets to see a judge makes sense you know what i mean do a little homework if you ever want to know what the stupidest people in the world possibly think hop on twitter okay no doubt yeah no offense to anybody who follows us but you know what i'm talking about (laughs) 1600 followers by the way gotcha and none of them are dumb uh, because they follow us 
So other, but yeah, good luck swimming through that cesspool. We're legit news around here, right? right? Yeah, it's it's we don't uh, sensationalize nothing. The National Enquirer. <laughs> it's give or take. It's give or take. Facts yeah, here, yeah. people. Facts. Right. But I, I'm interested to see what the facts are. Cold hard whiskey facts. Because Richard Sherman is not that guy. I'm just like, yeah, he like this would totally happen. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. Deshaun Watson was. Well, that was also a little different. Um, I'm just saying, you can't look at somebody and be like, oh, I would have never I was, thought that guy would have done it. I was pretty surprised by the uh, Sean Watson. Okay. <laughs> None well, of that surprised me anymore. Athlete, movie star, nothing. None of it surprised so me So Adam anymore. Schefter mm-hmm. went out this week, probably because the news had not been on Deshaun or Aaron Rodgers in mm-hmm. the last week or so. Sure. It and was Schefter's all, yo. Remember that spotlight, Deshaun? Don't worry. I lit it back up. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Deshaun is not playing for Texas. Which, again, everything the Texans have done in the offseason has said Deshaun Watson's not playing for them again. Right. Yeah, but it said he's going to be on the commissioner's exempt list for a year. Maybe. He should be. I still could not believe that anybody would trade for him right now. I mean, technically, if you trade for him right now, you probably get into a discount. Yeah, and he doesn't play for a minimum of a year. I mean, that's what they did with Kareem Hunt, and look how well you know he's working out. Because he just kind of like tippy-toed her to go away. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He definitely tippy-toed. He, listen, listen. He, did, he didn't. De- Deshaun Watson has a lot of toes. Okay, he's he'll he'll, he'll get there. Just give, him some, give him some time, man. So, if course, anything yeah. that Deshaun Watson's done that's been alleged turns out to be true. That is on a whole other level compared according, to Kareem According to Adam Schefter, it is still being reported. His cases should be solved soon, and then he would be No, I just read from Adam Schefter that he's probably not even going to see the earliest a court hearing would happen would be February. Oh, okay, he's got plenty Which of Which is why he's trying to settle out of court, though. Right. Yeah, it takes a while, dude. He has to order checks. You know what I mean? It's 2021. You can't Venmo that. Like, what do you put in the note? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Schefter did report with Aaron Rodgers. I still don't believe he plays for the Packers again. Ooh, okay. All right. We'll see how serious uh, Aaron is. Because if he comes out and says, I'm not, I'm not playing for you, and they finally believe he's not going to report, I think they'll trade him finally. They'll take the salary cap hit because you're not going to let him just walk for so nothing. So I think Rich Eisen... There's no way you Makes let him Makes a really for good nothing. point, though. Make him sit on the couch. You don't play for me. The team I'm going to trade you to sucks, so they get a better draft pick versus trading him now, and then they make That'll the never happen. And- it won't happen because Aaron Rodgers will say, through his agent, every NFL team will know he wants to go here, here, or here. So his price immediately will drop. Immediately. And then one of those three, four teams that want him will offer you, you know, three firsts, a solid player that they have right now, and maybe like a third rounder or something. If you say no to that as the Packers and you honestly believe more than 50% that Aaron Rodgers is going to sit out, you're an idiot. Correct. That's pretty dumb, yeah. Correct. And that's how it's going to play out. That's exactly what's going to happen. And I hope so, man. I want to see Rodgers riding the pine, playing Animal Crossing on his new OLED Switch. And screwing over the Packers because I hate the Packers. <laughs> so yeah, that would be great. We'll only hope, right? Your hate for the Packers is just fingers crossed. Man. It's strong, man. Fingers it's strong. crossed. So strong. Yeah. All right. 
A little fantasy talk then? A little fantasy talk. I got an article that was sent to me by Fantasy Pros. Good job on the solicitation. Yeah, they're good. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Throw a lot of stuff up. They're pretty good. (laughs) 12 players to buy or sell. Did not agree with all of these. There's there's some interesting ones here. I'm curious. I didn't read it, so. so number one. Uh-huh. Not like order they start of with like the buys. importance or not. They just okay. start with the buys. They do the six buys first. Trey Sermon. Buy. A lot of stock. Buy. Mm-hmm. Buy. Anybody who runs in a, sh- in a Shanahan, Kubiak. Sure. Offense. Yeah, they never needed the talent. The, the right? talent was always blocking schemes. That has nothing to do right. with their runners. Um, so that's an easy one. CD Lamb. Bye. A lot of it. Bye. Yeah. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Bye. You think so, huh? I do. Yeah. I do. Still, dude, he still did pretty good with Andy Dalton. That was my point, dude. I like how you're mentioning all the things that I brought up before. You're so smart. Thank you. He's going to be the number one receiver by year's end. I I told about that. I I said, that's not hard to imagine though. Like, Mm -mm. Not at all. Not at all. He's a beast. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. That's why they're both, I don't know, both my Stephon dynasty. Diggs and no, no, no. Number one on the Cowboys. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he'll be a top ten wide receiver this year. Yeah. By the end of the year, but yeah, he'll start being. He'll be number one on the Cowboys. He'll start getting himself into that conversation Which going is, forward. I mean, he's got Cooper and Gallup, so that's not. It's like it helps. Work, it helps right? a lot. Listen, when Prescott throws over five thousand yards. A lot of people are getting yards. Yeah. So. They'll have 3,000-yard receivers this year, yeah. probably. I okay, who's next? Moving a lot along. I don't know. In a dynasty, I can agree with this. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Why wouldn't you buy stock in him this year? Well, in a redraft, yeah. But in a dynasty, yes. I'd, I'd, both. I'd buy him in a redraft, too. I'd do both, yeah. Are you no. kidding me? Well... I think he's. he's obviously They're not going to ask be... him to block Pinky. They're going to ask him to run routes. But his his. Well, I think with Julio gone right in now. his yeah. redraft, his, his Ridley Gage and him. Oh his, my God! His draft position in a redraft is pretty high. That you have to pay for him, and we don't know what rookie wide receiver tight end they're going to do. Yeah. We just don't. I understand. I just think that in a dynasty, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. In a redraft, where's he going sure. in a redraft? He's getting I drafted he's like fourth, fifth round. Okay, I that's a lie. I would, six, six is about where I would feel feel like you're not. I would not be surprised if most of my drafts that I have, he goes in second or Thankfully, third. Thankfully, I have two. I re- would not be I surprised. Two major redraft leagues. One of them, you don't have to play a tight end. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, that definitely diminishes the value. It does. Well, the tight ends get one point five though. Oh, okay. So hmm. yeah, you're picking them back up. So real if you fast. grab one of the top ones, it helps. Yeah, but, but okay. So three out of four of us are are good on pits. Yeah. One of us is in a, a dynasty. Little, little I like it. On a, on a in a dynasty, I like it. I this is this it. is a dynasty. I think article. he's going to kill it this year, no matter what draft you do. But yeah, this is more dynasty. So yes, he's he's buy all the stock he can in Kyle Pitts. Absolutely, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm out. No, nope. nope. I don't want any of that. I'm not buying that. I, I don't disagree. Like Clyde. I'm buying. All right. Well, that's cool because you're the only one buying. So you get them cheap. <laughs> you're bargain shopping, bro. One of the top offensive, no. you know, coaches, offensive game plans, best quarterback. You know, if you would have followed it up with, with one of the best coaches that loves to run the ball, then I would have been like, absolutely. But no, it's we all know who he is, right? And they're throwing the ball. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. 
DJ Moore. Buying, buying a bunch. DJ Moore's going to do good. Undecided. I mean, he had a thousand with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. For, I mean, Sam Darnold's a better thrower of the football. It was think, a first year so Matt too. Rule's offense. He's going to be top 10 this year, easy. Yeah, and Darnold's going to have to. Easy. Um, top 10? I think right. so. This I, year. I don't agree. Top 10. I feel 10. like that's a reach, but. This year, Samuel's gone. He's going to be the number one. If I get one. DJ Moore of value, I'm very happy. I, I think, well, in order to say that, you also have to say how well Darnold's going to do. And I think well, I know I'm really high on Darnold. So. I know, but I still think Darnold at most is going to have like a 3,800-yard season. So, the, And that does not put mm. DJ Moore in top 10 territory for reception. Okay, so, if that's what you're thinking, then that's I'll what give I'm you that. I think he'll have like eight or nine touchdowns, though. I yep. think he's going to kill. He's still going to be a scoring machine, I think, but I don't think it's going to be. I'm buying a lot of stock in DJ Moore. DJ Moore. It's your boy? Mm, I No, I don't think he'll be talking. You're out on DJ Moore? I'm out on DJ. It depends. It's good value, though. What's his He's AD? still going pretty good value. In Dynasty, maybe. Is he, what, third year? Fourth. Fourth. I think, I think, fourth. He's, I think he's going to be 25. Fourth, yeah. fourth year? Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. I think this is when they they like to put the afterburners on though and really show their numbers when it comes mm-hmm. to getting those contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, why a thousand yards reason. with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, like, I feel pretty yeah. good about him. And then being all gimmicky with Samuel and then Robbie yeah. Anderson getting touches. But more you also than him for have to remember they like that was without a Christian McCaffrey. So if they had that running game, how many of those would have yeah. not been pass plays? You know what I mean? I just think it opens up more for him to get the. I ball. think it would for a smart coach. Well, that's what rule well, is. That's what, that's what Sam- I love. That's what Curtis Samuel did last year. Is he pretty much played wide receiver and McCaffrey's short pass. Played running back, yeah. yeah. Right. But I don't know. That, that, we'll we'll see. see. I'm a I fan know. of DJ Moore. I, say I that like DJ I st- Moore. I mean, I'd invest. If you in get him at good value, yeah. I'm super happy. I wouldn't pay up for him right what now. What I like about them, I think they have a really high ceiling and they have a pretty good floor. Yeah. So Here's his. He's, he's if you're looking at Dynasty, as I see it right now, he would be if you have him as your second starting wide receiver, you're killing it. Yeah, I'll agree with uh, you yeah. there. That's pretty good. No, I'll take that any day. He's a starter every week for sure. So, who's next? Cortland Sutton. <sighs> Is he getting traded? No. Oh, okay. No, no, not interested. In a dynasty league, I think even with Drew Locke though, or Teddy Bridgewater, he could put up a thousand and ten. Easy, easy. So. In a, I just do. I trust if he's going to be able to come it's back. It's kind of his, his value is he, he is going lower, so you can get him. At value. I would say I'm buying Cortland Sutton. I'm buying Cortland Sutton. I think it depends. You like so I'm we're totally talking, on the so. quarterback. If Drew Locke's the quarterback, Sutton's going to be awesome. If Teddy Bridgewater's the quarterback, he's going to Judy. Yeah. Wait, are you saying he's racist? Not exactly. <laughs> But <laughs> no, Drew I, I will throw the ball up there for you to go grab it. I think yeah. Teddy doesn't do that. Yeah, but Teddy likes them fifteen to twenty yard routes. He does, which and Sutton can burn on those. So Sutton's not the fastest guy though. Sutton. No, normally, I don't mean I don't I don't mean speed wise. I mean just cuts. He outs. kills on he, those routes. He, he's a guy who can box you out. Yeah, big body sidelines over the middle. I if it's a what they call a fifty fifty ball yeah. with Sutton, it's like seventy thirty. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm in on Sutton. So the only one I'm out on is Clyde edwards Lair. Yeah, for okay. sure. That's okay. the only one I'm out on on buying. Oh, here's a good one. Derek Henry. Oh, But we're selling now. Stick with the article here. Now these are guys he's selling. All right. 
Well, he just lost all validity. Yes. If that's yes. The case. Yes. Are you selling? Keep in mind, this is so, dynasty. Dynasty. And he wrote reason, this article as dynasty. So we're we're talking redraft and dynasty. Why but, they're selling? Yeah, yeah. It's based on age and usage. Right. So you're thinking dynasty. You're thinking a five year plan, kind of. You could do three, but even three might be a little long for Henry. What's Henry? Twenty seven. Twenty eight, I think. Twenty seven. I think he was twenty six last year. Damn it! You're making me use Google again. Um, I say, I think three years he's still solid. In a me dynasty, personally, I am selling I'm, Henry. Yeah, I'm, in a dynasty, I'm, Henry. I'm selling Henry. I'll, I'd I'm rather try twenty-seven. 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 Oh, right. Twenty-seven. He's got three. He's probably got three. I think he's got three solid years left, and if I can get three solid years out of a player in dynasty, I, I'm still good on buying. Well, and he hit, the injury bug hasn't hit Henry. Not yet. at all. And. He doesn't look I, like he's slowing down at all. He looks like he's picking up. I would and say, he's huge. He doesn't yeah. take big hits. Yeah, I would right. say after next year, he gives big I hits. would definitely try he, to sell him. And we all knew how hits. out I was on Henry two years ago because of the, the way they were using him. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think that would ever change. And now I'll take Henry Stock all day. Yeah, same here. Look at Adrian Peterson, right? Look how long he was good even after major injuries. I mean, I still think if you... And sitting out a year. I think yes. if you run him... Peterson's still okay today. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, it's not he like he, he eight hundred yards and eight touchdowns. He was Easy. not. He was yeah. not behind a good line, and the 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 weapons weren't like big either. So it's like he's I not think, like explosive anymore. But he's, he's a, still a free agent. Isn't he's he? a Frank Gore now. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. still a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. He'll find somebody. Maybe somebody especially pick him up especially mid season after a few up. injuries, things Maybe. like that. But so uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually buying him. I'm not keep, selling. I'd keep him. I mean, he's, just, I would, he's too good. If I get a really good deal, I'm I would consider selling him. I'd take two first for Henry right now. Right. Yeah. Would you? I would. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> two first for Henry. Michael Thomas. Out. 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 Quickly out. out. Quickly out. I want I Listen, I want no part of Tom. As long as they have the wish version of Tebow throwing the ball over there, I ain't going anywhere near Michael Thomas. Even man. with Winston, you want to hear a hot take? Ooh, with Winston, I might. You want like to hear a hot Thomas. take? Michael Thomas, no matter who his quarterback is, will no longer be top ten. Well, I mean, that's well, he's up true. there in age. What is he? Twenty eight. Pretty sure he's twenty eight. I just look. I'm, I'm what, po- is it, what is I'm it? You with, what is it with you and ages? Well, like, is that right? the? Well, dynasty, well, you start talking that dynasty, that it's going to matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that. that. Thanks so, for throwing some validity. He's got 28. Right. 28. Look at this Zach's guy. Zach's killing right? it tonight. Like, he, is on it. he can't it's remember what he did yesterday. He can't remember what he did yesterday, but right. he can he remember Michael Thomas. talking big pimpin' all day. Well, he when it comes to Dynasty, I'm on that all the time. I'm always looking at ages when I make trades. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, like um, someone offered me a second for Corey if, Davis. If Jameis Winston's playing, I still like Michael Thomas. How does that help Thomas? But in a redraft. I don't, he I don't like he has dynasty. no yeah, speed. I wouldn't take him. He doesn't jump 50-50 balls. His his highlights are route running in hands, and that doesn't benefit him at all if Winston or Hill is the quarterback. Yeah. Winston can put it on you. <sighs> Winston's not known for being accurate. No, he's not. I'm, eh, no. I'm going to say it again. Accurately he stealing crab legs maybe. This year. Or last year. Last year. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not a Thomas guy though. I'm not either. Um, he will no longer ever be top ten. That's, I would that's sell my, Thomas. You right want to now. call it a hot take? I, that's I'm out on Thomas. I don't want any part of him. Same. Nothing. Same. I completely agree with that. Ooh, I like this guy a lot. Who's next? He. Is, they are selling Robert Woods. Hmm. In Dynasty, I'll sell that. 
I will like sell it. Robert Woods in Dynasty. He'll have a really good year this year, and then I bet they dump him for their younger talent. What's Woods, 27? 28. Is he 28? I actually just looked this up today. So, yeah. <laughs> that was close. Uh, I, I like They just brought in Van Robert Jefferson Woods. last year. They brought in Tutu Atwell this year. I think Tutu Atwell is going to be more of like a specialty player. Yeah, I'm just saying they're getting to the point where they're not going to want to pay him. 29. He's 29. Oh, uh, nine. yeah, definitely sell him. Um, yeah, I'm not buying Robert Wood. Great receiver. Always underrated the last five, six years for sure in redrafts and, and dynasty. In fantasy? Redrafts, Perfect. dynasty, anything. He's been super undervalued. So, super undervalued. Last season in a redraft. That QB change too. Listen to yeah, this. Stafford's going to help him this year for sure. Yep. Listen to this. I drafted Saquon, George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Cortland Sutton. As a, your what does client. that have to do with Robert Woods? Hold on, hold on. He's getting to it, Caleb. Getting to it. It's a, <laughs> it's a story. Oh, oh, I thought we were okay. I traded Joe Mixon for Robert Woods and Joshua Kelly. Kelly didn't do shit, right? But Robert Woods scored me twenty points a game for like the whole season. Robert Woods is great, but that's my point. If we're talking redraft next year, I'll buy the crap out of Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a dynasty, I agree. In a dynasty, I can't because I think they move on from him after next year because Stafford will raise all tides. And so their younger receivers will look better. Yeah. He'll bring them along, especially in a McVay offense. So, so I can't redraft. I'm in next year on Robert Woods for sure. Dynasty, though, I, I'm out. Even yeah. with those injuries, I still made the top final four in that league. I would say Robert Woods is be a good number two. Can I get in on that league? That sounds like a league I would have a lot of fun in. <laughs> We're all full right now. <laughs> and by fun, I mean win a lot of money. Jarvis Landry. Oh, I've been out on him for years. Mm-hmm. So in a dynasty, I'm not especially yet. in a dynasty. But I don't need a, a redraft. In a redraft, I love it. If he's my third, yeah, I was fourth third. wide receiver, mm-hmm. he's going like. Ninth round in a region. I'm hoping I never actually have to use him. Right. But he'll sit on my bench all year because I don't want to drop him. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about Jarvis Landry. That's where he deserves like to be. Yeah. Anybody else? We done? Is that uh, it? Devontae Adams. Uh, that depends. They're selling him. No, I'm not. No, it doesn't it matter. Rodgers, he's the number one wide receiver. Anybody else, he's still top 15 and only going to get better. He's got at least so four years left. If in you him. already have him, sell him. Yeah, I would. If you're doing a draft, don't draft him unless you're I, in like third round. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't take him before the third. I was going to say, if you can get him as your number two wide receiver right now, you got to steal. Yeah. That's yeah, how I think. But you still like that. Because without Rodgers, he'll put up wide receiver two numbers probably. Right. But it'll get better. But he also has like big boom potential. He has yeah. a really high ceiling. Yeah. So. So I would not sell Devontae Adams, no, in in either situation. Hmm. I'd keep Devontae because I think he's only 26. Now, the kicker is going to be his draft position. I mean, if somebody's going to take him in the first round still, more power to you. I'm not. Yeah. But I'm not selling him. I I think I could go with that. I mean, you you could probably get a pretty good haul for selling him in a dynasty, though. I I mean, really unless de- you're playing with a bunch of stupid people, I don't see anybody taking a good haul. You're going to have to take a risk and get like a first and second back there's and a, hope. There's a lot of stupid people playing fantasy. No joke. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just my bias with Packers. Don't want them. You, you do have, <laughs> you do have a, a little bias. bit of that there. Yeah. A little. Speaking about stupid people, did you see the trade I made? 
I think I did. And I was yeah, like, what hope the? they don't listen to this show. <laughs> I was like, Jeez. what the hell? <laughs> he got a se- this year's second back for Corey Davis. For Corey Davis. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That was in was that in Big Sky? Mm, yes. Yeah. That league's fucking stupid, dude. Now what's funny is the same guy wants to trade me CMC, but he wants dude, me to give up Gibson, if we don't draft, Chenault, a first an and a third. Draft, dude, I'm. I want to blow it up. I'm. I 100% agree with you. Put a message out there right now, Pinky. We're full. Say, hey, Kamish, we're full. You want to start that clock and sleeper for us right now? Yeah. I don't, I mean, Let's I don't, see have, if he'll I do don't it. have time to go look at spreadsheets for hours and cross off names. Throw so. it out there, Pinky. Let's see. Let's see what he does. Maybe he'll just throw us on the clock and we'll just get a go. I think he still wants to do a spreadsheet draft, dude. I got a lot of picks I want to use. I have four in the first round. This year? Yeah. In NCAA? Yeah. You have four. Four. You have four, don't you? I'm already on it. I'll look. Because I had Sam. Sam trade me one. I have my own. I had some dude trade me a first for Antonio Brown. That's right. I remember that. And I had some. I have something else that I it traded was Matto, for. It was wasn't it? Caleb has uh, four first rounds and three second rounds <laughs> in this year's draft. Seven of the first 24 picks. It's crazy. And I have a third to boot. <laughs> well, no, you think wait, that's sorry. crazy? I'm sorry. I have three first yeah. rounds. You think that's crazy? Look at what I have the next year. Caleb has five first-round picks next year. This whole thing is stupid, though. This guy's like wanting to draft by spreadsheet. Count I'm like, again. I'm like, dude, count it again. I don't want to draft by spreadsheet. Oh. Like, I want to know. I didn't realize you had your own. I have six first rounds next year in this league. Jeez. Six out of twelve. <laughs> well, th- I mean, in this league, I just got Patrick. I'm Mahomes. a little invested to see how this turns out. Yeah. In this, in the same league. This guy traded me Patrick Mahomes and Allen Robinson for no Patrick Mahomes and Julio Jones for Allen Robinson and Herbert and Herbert. Yeah. And Caleb's like, I wouldn't do it. You're getting a crappy receiver back or not a crappy receiver, but a less receiver back. And I go, have you seen my receivers on my team? I don't need Allen Robinson. Well, it was an initial quick reaction. It looked pretty even. No reason to make the trade. Then I started thinking about, it. I was like, why would you not make that trade? Right. Julio with Tannehill should be good for a couple years solid. One or two. Patty and Herbert could be equal over time, maybe. But mm-hmm. Patty's killing it right now, so take that because it's long-term gold. As long as Patty has, as long as Andy Reid hasn't ha- had a heart attack, go with Patty. I think people are drastically underrating San Diego if they're healthy. Oh, I don't. You mean LA? Yeah. Uh, no, I said San Diego on purpose. <laughs> I know. In the jar. In the jar. But I'm still, I, I still use that one on purpose. I, I mean, I see the upside with Herbert. I do. But it's Patrick Mahomes. You still got to show me, though. Yeah. Yeah, you, you did get a killer deal there. And, and, killer deal. And Herbert's season started off really hot. Second half of the season. It slowed down a little bit. It, it wasn't as good. Injuries didn't help him. Offensive what line. Injuries? Well, he's talking like Eckler going out and probably uh, Keenan Allen. No, Keenan Allen said healthy yeah, the whole he played, year. He no, the whole he, year. it was the other guy, Mike. He, uh, he Mike Williams. Like yeah. the last week. Mike yeah. Williams going out. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah. 
Offensive line had a couple injuries. Yeah. I mean, he got they got banged up towards the end of the year. And then the Things defense, we've all said, if that defense is healthy, they could be the best defense in the league next year. Well, they lost some key pieces this year. They still got Ingram, Bosa. No, Ingram's gone. I thought Ingram was still there. No. Oh, well, that changes things a little bit. I don't think Ingram signed yet. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll do some more fantasy next week. Uh, we're just kind of ramping up. Like we said, we're going to start ramping up as uh, preseason gets closer and then the season gets closer. We'll start doing – we'll start looking at some top tens of our own and things of that nature. But right now we're just kind of looking at different articles and hot, cold, boom, bust, that kind of thing. And maybe next week we'll look at uh, – We have we really dived into rookie and first-year players that people should be looking at? No. I think we should do that next you week. mean second-year players? Because aren't rookie and first-year well, players yeah, yeah, the same yeah. thing? I, <laughs> my bad. Yes. Rookie and second-year players. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Let's do that next week. Sounds good. Dig into that a little bit and look at a top, you know, couple at every position. Ingram is still a free agent, but he is 32 years old. He's getting up there. Injuries are his, are his killer. All right. I'm good, fellas. Good. Anyone? Good, man. Okay. People, yeah. enjoy your week. We're I out. know I will. Good for you. Going to the mountains, baby. We'll hear Pinky story time next Ooh, week. Like mountains, huh? Like uh Cripple Creek? Granby. No. Eh, not as good, but whatever. I'm out. Later. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at.